We got a hook, line, and sinker, and some water. Oh, sounds good, mate. Let's just go down to the bank and do our thing. All right. Because it's so natural just doing what we order. It makes a body want to sit right up and sing. It don't get lonesome. We got the dog to talk to. Yeah, not a bad sort of man. And, you know, he don't scream and nail. Well, the best he can do is whine. Just rob the dog and no wives. They can't get us, mate. And the sharks out here ain't as bad as the humankind. And we got a lot of time now Oh, what a feeling Just a wet line And dream that time away We dream one day We'll get that great big boomer Oh, mate, I just want to feel it I don't mind if he gets away Well, I do Well, I don't Oh, my friends don't go Mates who just love to hear those stories You know about that great big monster The one that always seems to get away But all I ever do is just hear those stories It's a great game fishing Shame they can't come out to play <laughs> All my friends don't go fishing And good morning and welcome to the 4K1G Fishing Show on a, what I would say is a glorious, glorious start to the weekend. I do believe you are correct, Gazza. Because how cool is it? A little bit of rain around for the last three three days. Yeah. So super cool. A lot a of rain. A little bit of rain. A lot of rain. <laughs> a lot of excited anglers of a runoff fishing. Yes. Around... 
the Herbert, around the Burdekin, around those areas, around Cairns area. Mm. Um, a lot of uh, excited fishos because the runoff fishing is so much fun. It is. So much fun. It is. I wouldn't really know where to start these days because well, I haven't done it for so long. We'll have a little chat. Yeah, when I was a young fellow, it was all about runoff fishing. Yeah, no, there's so many places you can go these days. So even in the boat, put the boat in and we'll have a chat about that. Well, you know what? I think that makes a great topic because yeah. I've got a week off this week. Have you? Yeah, so it'd be nice to and know where to go. it's down rain. <laughs> Typical, isn't it? Don't you hate that? Just pouring down rain. I'm getting the flu. Ugh. No, I'm okay, I'll but I'm not 100%. I've only got CRC. That'll have to do. I know why. I was in Brisbane this week. I flew out to Brisbane, so oh, on a work plane. conference. Everybody's got it. Flew on the plane. Mm. So yes, a lot of good rain. Um, obvi- obviously, not a lot of. Um, when you want rain, you want really nice flooding rain to open up a couple of the creeks and stuff like that. I think that, we've so. got that, Gaz. I don't know. I don't think it's enough to power through a lot of the sandbars that are forming and stuff like that these days. Let me ask you this. So um, Go for it. because Beck's got a week off as well. Oh, so I'm going to spend a bit of time with her and everything. And she loves fishing. Like last time we, we went up to Hinchinbrook and this and yeah. that. So we'll probably do the same. I'll give Emma a call. Um, is, would you go over to the Cape? Like if I, if I wanted to go over and fish the mouth of Crocky and Alligator and that, would it be a wipeout? Um, it's, uh, it's hard, isn't it? Some people will say like, yes. Would you bother? Um, probably not, but there's some people out there going, good, you guys stay at home, we're mm. going over there. Because remember, there's a lot of good floodplains feed into those systems. So then, Oh, especially in Crocky itself, you yeah. see it pouring off the... But I like that at the very start, when it first starts, and then you've got a true dirty waterline. Once it's been doing it for two days, yeah, there's no still, dirty waterline, it's just all filth. But they sit around those... Those little um, waterfalls, so to speak. There's mm. a couple down the Horton. There's some rippers down the Horton that we have fished over the years um, when we get good rain. But the Horton ones only last for about a day or two. Yeah, we used to go put the boat in, obviously at Cromedy, and go up Cromedy, and then you, if you go all the way up to Cromedy, it forks right. left and right. We used to go up the right fork. People are now going to me. We're giving our spot away for runoff fishing. Yeah. But we used to go in that little creek and then the rule of thumb which we used to work on is fish the runoff drains that had foam in them. Yes, Because they sure. were pumping the hardest. Um, but there's some up Cromedy that we used to park the boat and you can actually walk along them as the water's coming off the floodplain. There's someone now going, stop it. Stop it. So Stop, we used don't to, even talk so about it. So we used it. to get out of the boat and walk along these um, gutters and drains and just throw our uh, shallow, obviously shallow lures, bombers and soft plastic. That was my mum saying that I'm not feeling the best. Oh, he's Hello, mum. Good morning. He's good, mum. I'm fine. fine. I'm fine. He'll battle on. Has she got you a hot toddy for when you get home? He'd like a lemon and honey hot juice, please, mum. <laughs> um, so he made me sound as though I still live at home. <laughs> 50-year-old lives at home. <laughs> that sounds like my brother-in-law, like, uh, loser. Push, pushes the shop, shopping trolley for your mum. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, a lot of little drains up um, Cromedy where you can just walk, and then I would think Crocky and Alligator would, would be the same. Not that I'd run off fish there. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we used to do um, Cromedy, but it only lasted for a couple of days. It, for sure. It's not a big catchment. Like, yeah. you fish some of the floodplains in the Territory... Um, they're running for a month. 
I know. Well, see, I, I'm at a bit of a loss now because like Potsy and I went to go and fish the Horton and Morrissey's last week or whenever it was, and there was it was uh, Devo then. I think it came good, but now it would have been all like, is it going to be all? Cho- well, it's going to be chocolate anyway because it's huge tides. So but. I'm going to have to think outside. And now the Hinchinbrook, the Herbert's going to be flowing, pushing some serious yuck out. Because they've had some serious rain up but there. But the Hinge was, the top end was pretty good last Sunday, and we'll get to that. Yeah, but rest. since Sunday to now, yeah, but we've re- had a, there's been three, four hundred mil. Oh, mate, the Herbert, when I went over the Herbert last Saturday after the show, <coughs> it was right up, bank to bank, and yes, chocolate. That's what I mean. So it's going to be flowing right out into the deluge and everything. I don't think it'll be that far up. Oh, don't I know. don't know. Maybe any one of our Hinchinbrook listeners, let us know. Eugene. But Eugene will be like, no. Oh, it's filthy. Don't come up. Don't bother. Don't, no, don't even Stay think away. you're coming up here. So, and there's some fish being caught up there too. Yeah, I've got a couple more. Beautiful. We're going all right. Now, speaking of my trip to Hinchinbrook um, last Sunday or Saturday, Sunday. Talk to me. little bit of an incident Uh-oh. in the boat. And I actually put it up on our Facebook page, but I didn't explain what happened. What a great topic. Shoot. So, so as we all know, we're most of us that um, do a lot of fishing have EPIRBs and flares and everything in our boat. And we know Matt from A&B Hooked got um, pulled over the other week in uh, Bowling Green Bay for being out of date flares. And they gave him a little warning hmm. and said, mate, and Matt went and got some new flares. Good on you, bud. Um, so we were fishing... Um, the top end of the channel in a bit of rain last weekend. Not a lot of rain. It wasn't too bad. So down the channel we went, had a fish, yeah. got home to Chatter's Joint. And Chatter's EPIRB is right there at the console where you sit so you can grab it nice and quick if anything happens. And we must say a common EPIRB, one that a common EPIRB. most of us have. It wasn't your, your GME, with your orange one, the little square one. It was the round with the rope down yes. around, wound around the bottom of it. So I've jumped in Chatter's boat to get the esky out and a few drinks and Chatter's hosing away with the hose and giving it a scrub and stuff like that. And I looked at the top of the EPIRB and the light's flashing on it. And I said, <laughs> hey, mate. And the, But the aerial was still folded down. Right. So the aerial wasn't up and we haven't bumped the switch. Right. So I'm looking <clears> at it going, I said, hey, mate, your EPIRB's little light on the top of your EPIRBs flashing here. So we pulled it out of the holder and then thought, oh, it must be in the test mode or something, tried switching it off and read the instructions, it wouldn't switch off. So I said, mate, if it's going, you're going to get a phone call very soon to see or a if, visit. If, you're, if you're safe. And so we cleaned the boat and did all that type of stuff and this light's still flashing and we're pressing the little button and pulling it back to test and couldn't switch it off. Um, and then I jumped in the car and came home and about two hours later, Chatter rang me and said, you'll never guess what's happened. I said, what? He said, the police had just knocked on my door. Mm. And so the police found him. It was a GPS-style EPIRB, so they found him at his house. And Chatter said, oh, we've been trying to switch it off. Um, but we can't switch it off. So the police were really good. And, so, yeah. and it wasn't registered. So they didn't have a phone number. They just had a beeping 
deeper because when... Thank goodness you weren't out on the water at the reef. Well, mate, they said if you are on the water, it's a different story. You're in a bit of trouble there. Because it wasn't registered? Because it wasn't registered and it right. went off. But um, Chatter thought it was registered because where he place he bought it from took all his details and everything to register it and never did. So... He didn't realise it wasn't registered and didn't realise that every two years you've got to re-update your details. I've, just I've never heard of a shop registering an well, EPIRB for you. They said they would do it for him. That's why they took all these details right. and never did it. That but, would be handy. But they didn't do it, okay. which is really bad. So only in the last month have I just had that email saying it's time to update your details for your EPIRB. And so it, I've done mine. Every two years, I think it is you do it. You know what? I don't think I've done one yeah. since since living over in Mount Louisa. Yeah, you've got to. I better re-register. Yep, jump on the AMSA site. It should be all registered on the AMSA site, and you should be able to go bang and change it all. And then they, you print out the the docket. Although um, they can check on their laptops or their little tablets now if it's all up to date. Mm. Um, I still carry the bit of paper in a plastic bag inside my toolkit. Anyway. The, the police uh, lady and policeman said, oh, look, your EPIRBs, we've got a, had a phone call from Canberra. Right. Um, we've traced your EPIRB. We knew it was on land. So they went and had a look at it, and it was full of water. The EPIRB had water in it, so the police lady unscrewed it and disconnected the batteries. Um, so this EPIRB had water in it. Um, which set it off. Oh, it, was it was strange to see the battery set up too. It just but looked like energisers. They, they are little energiser double A's, but that's how they set a lot of lithium small stuff up these days. They just um, solder them all together and positive, right. positives and negatives. And, and that EPIRB was for 10 years? Yeah, 10 years. That's a 10-year EPIRB. So they, but remembering their lithium batteries and lithium <coughs> will hold its charge. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, yeah, that's how they do. They don't make special little round batteries to go in your EPIRB. Right. They've got double A's all linked together. A lot of um, lithium-type stuff does that. If you look at um, solar lights or stuff like that, when you open them up, they're double A batteries with plastic wrapped around them and yeah, for sure. all linked. So so I myself was a little bit surprised to see the battery set up. I didn't think an EPIRB would have that. Mm -mm. Um, but, yeah, that's what happened. The EPIRB got water in it and set it off. And you made it go haywire. And then the next day, Chatter got a phone call from Canberra. From the that's where they monitor um, the EPIRBs and was talking to the bloke. He wasn't in trouble or anything, but no. the bloke was just having a chat to him about it. Gee, that must steal some resources. Yeah, because Chatter wouldn't be isolated. No, well, the lucky that would be common as the lucky thing was that it was not on the water, and that's what the police said to Chatter. If it, you were on the water, and this accidentally went off, might be a little bit different story. Because Gee, there, was hope no, not. there was no phone number to um, ring, see? Because it wasn't registered. They didn't have a phone number. They couldn't just ring him and go, hey, mate, are you all right? Your EPIRB's going off. And Chatter could have gone, oh, mate, it's, I'm in my driveway. It's sitting mm. in my boat. So, so yeah, just a little um, interesting one. They are the EPIRB pinpoint, though, them EPIRBs. They're incredible. Yes. I think yeah. they might have saved our life that time. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, it was. It went off because of the, um, the getting wet and the moisture getting inside it and setting it off. So amazing. Yeah. So it was uh, a bit of a um, strange one and and not getting. The Sorry, Lee. I better say good morning. Lee will be listening and he will know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. There. He's hiding under his bed at the moment. After that incident. What a night. 
anyway yeah. yeah so uh, so yeah just be um just check the top of you and, and these style of ones these round long ones with the rope wrapped around the bottom of it um it's a bit clear on top and, and when we looked at it there was moisture inside that the clear part where the flashing light is so yeah well there you go great opportunity especially on this um crappy weather weekend if you're keeping the boat in the shed just go and have a look at your e-pert and have a look at your flares as well oh yeah so always flares are the worst one because yeah. it sneaks up on you so quick your flares out most of, and i think maddie if maddie was out um on the shoals at the back of the island it wouldn't have been a, a warning no it would have been a fine and he would have been sent home yes so but, but no he was in a in a creek yeah in for an sure area where there was a bit of conjecture um Last week when we spoke about it, and um, because a gentleman said, uh, I think it might have been Greg said, if you're over at the island, that's that's classed as non-smooth water at, at Maggie, so you need a set of flares. And then other people said, no, you don't need flares over the island. I personally think you do need flares at the island, but I don't know 100%. Well, that's where we've got water police, Chris. Yeah, yeah. So we Chris will check. let us know one day. Yeah, well, we'll we won't get him disturb on next him today. Time. Yeah, no, we won't disturb him today, but that's no. where we will check. Um, with Chris hmm. of, uh, of what we actually need most for definitely those type of areas so so hmm. yeah it was interesting to um, here we go partially smooth waters the waters bounded by imaginary line between from Cape Palaranda on the mainland to Bay Rock mm -hmm. to a point situated five nautical miles north of White Rock to a point situated five nautical miles of the point magnetic island to a point five nautical miles of Orchard Rock to Cape Cleveland. Right. So so there we go. That's um, partially smooth waters all in our base. So, so I think that... Well, so what are you saying? So whatever you need, flares. Yes, you will need flares. But, yes. Right, Bear okay. sheets and um, that type of stuff. So if you're pulled up over at Nelly Bay and you haven't got flares on board, you're in trouble? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so uh, so interesting that the EPIRB went off. Yeah. But refreshing to see... That they monitored it and went, we better go and check this out. Even though it's going off in his shed, they still went around well, and checked him out. For sure, because if you, if you've had an accident in the shed, and no one's at home. Well, like if you keel over in your boat, I would set off my EPIRB even if it's in the shed because I know someone's coming. Coming, yeah, good yeah. point. And I know a lot of people that do um, four-wheel driving and outback driving yep. um, take their EPIRB with them out of their boat just in case. You never know. Definitely. But and I think it's probably more poignant, Gaz. Sorry to cut you off, mate. Like, um, remember when we were kids, we used to walk the train bridges and that? Yep. There was... Sorry, Greg. Well, no, sorry. We used to walk the tracks to the... Yeah, we'll put it... We'll be politically correct. But our chances of coming across a brown or an eastern... Yeah. The coastal Taipan was huge. Yes. It was huge. And and let's be honest, if you get nailed by one of them on the ankle, you're in big, big trouble. And it brings you to the point, if you had a personal EPIRB on you, that might just save your life. We never had an EPIRB or anything No, but back there's then. so many personal ones now that you don't have to take the one from the boat and no. put that in your back pocket. But, but you can get little tiny ones. And, and mobile's kind of taken over. But the thing yeah. about a mobile is it doesn't give you a GPS reference. Well, I don't know if... Like, you could say, oh, I'm between the bridge at... But if you've got no reception, you know Yeah, no, I, I think a personal EPIRB's the way to go. You know when you when you um, have no reception and it says emergency calls only, hmm. 
I'm just I, I can't work that out. If you can't make a call, how can you make an emergency call? There must be but something in your mobile. It's got to be something in the mobile that. So they should be able to track that. So. Where there's a will, there's a way. See, that's yeah. a, uh, you know, that's a nice. How thing, does that happen? The monkey off your back. Yeah, the monkeys. <laughs> Remember the monkeys, Gaza. <laughs> Righto, prizes today, Marty. We've what got, do we got, Gaz? We have. 20, a $30 tavern meat voucher, thanks to Mal and the gang. Thank you, well, Mal. Mal. the crate man and the gang at Tavern Meat. About time you got your butt over there and picked well, them up. I've been Sorry, to Mal. I mean, meaning he was at the marina yesterday, so I could catch up with him coming back from the ferry off the island. So. Yeah. Uh, we have a $50 Cleveland Bay seafood voucher. Thank you, Gordo. And our very first bag from our very new prize givers, Shimano. We have... Some Shimano stickers to put wherever you like. I didn't get any of them. Well, I've got some for you. Don't worry. A Shimano hat. Very nice. We have a Shimano buff. We have... You should make a bit more noise with that bag, Gaz. A, sh a Shimano stubby holder. And then I've thrown a few bits and pieces in there. 4K 1G water bottle. That's too deadly. It is, Marty. They left them out in their foyer and I grabbed them <laughs> last week and ran out. Some uh, beastie... the same as that person's wallet, Gary. Yes, <laughs> but I had to run faster with the wallet. Uh, BCT Thumpet Lures. Thank we've, you, Dane. We've got an Iron Man air freshener for your car. We have some Eagle Claw hooks. We've got a Lucinda Fishing Lodge patch. And we have some Mozzie Coil. Show me the Lucinda Fishing Lodge patch. I've never seen one of them. Do you want one to iron on your Scouts uniform? <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah, so uh, so some really good prizes today. Great and awesome to have Shimano on board as a prize sponsor. Thank you. So uh, really appreciate that. Even though Marty's already got an order for five conquests in with Shimano. Well. There we go. They, they're like hen's teeth. Even Shimano said that. They are like hen's teeth. There is a long, long waiting list. So There so. is a lot. And it's funny, they mustn't make a lot of them. That's uh, they mustn't. I like, don't know. Mass produce them, like. but uh, like, you, like as you know, I wanted the the thirty. Yeah. The new one, the brand spanker, and unfortunately, it's it's a JDM, so I'll have to go to well, our little Japan. friends overseas. So if, if you ever, for for our listeners, um, you'll hear JDM people uh, when you're online. You'll say, "What is JDM?" J so JDM is basically Japanese domestic market, um, and which is a strange thing because. Okay, so we, we, let, let's say a Calcutta, for instance. You can get an Australian Calcutta, made yeah. by Shimano Australia here, or you can get a JDM, a Japanese domestic market, um, Calcutta. And I'm not going to get into specifics here, or I'm certainly not going to... Are they the same? No, definitely not. One's a bit more engineered than the other? One is definitely more engineered than the other. And it's up to you to work out which one. Well, we all know which one. Yeah. But yeah, so... So you've got your order in? No, because I spent all my money yesterday. You burnt your money, mate. Well yes. Done. You bought a heap of good fishing gear. So, mm. so yeah, you're nothing again. Nothing. I'm back to zero. Back to zero. Back to zero again. Good on him. Let's go to a song and an <laughs> ad break, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk more fishing because you did a little trip. Oh, I you did, did a little trip. I did. I, I've, I'm off to a fair. Um, you're having a cracker start. I've what have you caught? Two. I've had the best start. A <laughs> few more than two. Yeah. No. It's a, it's been a good start to the season. So we've had, a and they are delicious little fish. And so, Mum, hopefully, I'll get you some for the week. As we've said before, and I'll say it again, 
after fishing with Jason hmm. the other week and then last week fishing totally different to how I fish out of my comfort zone, huh. but we will talk about that All right. um, shortly.
everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great. You'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Don't keep saying, one day I'm going to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Do it now. The gateway to Hinchinbrook Channel, the Great Barrier Reef and the Palm Island Group. The only self-contained, absolute waterfront accommodation with a private pontoon in Lucinda. Family owned and operated. Just bring your food, your beer and your fishing gear. Oh, and request a room that Gary and Marty haven't stayed in. If you're not on the waterfront, you may as well be at the back of Burke. Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Call 0477 999900. Station sponsor. Are you into spearfishing? Tackle World Townsville has the biggest range of spearfishing gear in town with all the big name brands like Rob Allen, Cressy, Torelli and heaps more. And we'll repair and service your gear. Tackle World on the Ingham Road has it all. Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine with unbeatable savings. Nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. When someone was sharing intimate images without my permission and threatening me online, I didn't know what to do. One of my aunties told me about the online safety laws and helped me report the abuse to esafety.gov.au. The laws help to keep people safe from severe online abuse and help to remove dangerous online content. Go to esafety.gov.au to learn more or to report online abuse. Authorised by the Australian Government. If you think all Station pizza ads sponsor. are the same, try reading between the lines. Yummy, 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 yum. Freshy, 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 fresh. Our pizzas aren't cardboard and are made from only fresh ingredients. I'm a big fat mama. I'm a fat and jolly chef. They're so yummy, we eat 100 of our own pizzas every day. Hey. Pizza Riviera for traditional Italian pizza and pasta, where you'll taste the difference, not the cardboard. Come to Pizza Riviera. La, 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 la. Come to Pizza Riviera. La, 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 la. Bellissima. Station sponsor. All my friends don't go fishing. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show, as we said, on this uh, damp morning. And it's going to get... The rain's gone, Gaz. No more rain. No, you should see it coming <laughs> down from north. Uh, the dam's at um, 78%. It's so, going to be at 100% in about 20 so, minutes. So uh, Applin's Weir will be at 100% of 100 anglers. There'll be heaps of them there having a little fish. Good little area on the um, bottom side of it when it it's is. flowing It is. Don't over. forget your uh, SIPs permit if, you if you're fish, on the fresh. Yes, if you're on the freshwater side, don't forget you need your SIPs permit, which you can get online. Yes. Um, to fish any of the fresh along the Ross. So, uh, Most so, definitely. And all that money goes to Reese Bullymore's tackle bag. Yeah, it's a doesn't good really. The boys do a great job from the Fish Stocking Society. Big shout out to Brendan, Brendan Darcy, the little uh, flick along uh, Paloranda for sure. Yeah. Uh, last week got his first barrel at fifty nine. That's awesome. How good's that? Yeah, yeah, really good. And he was uh, 
showing it off a bit, walking back proud as brunch. As you do. Uh, yeah. Slung over your shoulder. Well, no, he had it in a plastic bag, but he did pull up and show a few people. Remember the, as you do at Paleranda. Remember the good old photo, and you still see it with the young kids with it strapped to the handlebars of their bike when they're I used to do that. All, when was, yeah. How often do you see that now? You don't see it anymore. I've, I've probably seen it a couple of years ago. I've seen a couple of guys, young fellas, on their push bike with a barrel. It would have been about 80 or 90 out oh, of yeah. fresh and riding home with it. Ray Lafferty and I used to do that continuously. He'd sort of ride home and and uh, with the with the barrels on the handlebar. Except the problem, we used to go all day and you'd get the barra at 7 in the morning, then you'd ride home at 7 at night. <laughs> that barra hasn't seen no ice all day. Mum no, and Dad look at it. But that's mm. what kids did. That's what, probably what, all right still, Dad. It was all right. There was no, no problem still alive. with it. Um, and also, uh, Mal was saying too that uh, he got a notification about his EPIRB. So you're spot on. That. I, with I registration? With or, registration. Yes. With registration to register it. I didn't know they did that. Yes, you've got to jump on the AMSA site yep. and register all your details and then put um, people who are your closest friends so they can ring and go, is Marty with you? No. No. Is, is, and then um, all that type of stuff. Because, yes, I renewed mine about a month ago. Right. Um, they sent me the email and said, it's time to update and renew your EPIRB details which i did and mm. then i print out the sheet i've actually got it in the car print out the what so sheet right so next your, your english accent was coming out then what print out the sheet that's right <laughs> irish accent so during the next song i will run down to my car get that sheet bring it up and cool. we'll have a look what's on it yeah that'd be good um, that's no good for anyone listening on the radio us looking at my sheet but we'll be able to let everyone know what's on so so, yeah, but speaking of beach fishing, with all this rain, should mm. be um, very, very good. Prawns should be flushed around. Oh, man, there's going to be a lot of things being flushed around. So the beaches, and especially on three-metre tide, should be uh, a good day to go for a little walk at, down to Palaranda. I think so. Keep your clothes on this time, please. Yeah. It's nice. Well, you're not well, so it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, all these beaches, Bushland Beach, walk along Bushland Beach on these big tides. Isn't that getting some notoriety? Yeah, there's a few barras getting caught along Bushland Beach at the moment. Yes, but yeah. But there always has been. There's going to be a lot of people in the background going, shh. Well, mate, they've caught barras at Bushland Beach. Forever. Forever. I, I don't know. There's some beautiful <laughs> gutters run along the beach. And yeah. It, and at low tide is the perfect time. Gesundheit, Marty. Dankeschön. At, at uh, low tide is the perfect time to go and have a look at those uh, little gutters because that's the last area that fish move off yes as the uh, tide goes so the best place is fish but any of and the i beaches, know people who send their drone up and and send them along the beach and work out where to be from their drone footage good idea that is i've, I've got my drone i haven't yeah. thought of that so you sit there and put the drone up yeah. and then you fly it along the beach because what you can see vertically as opposed to horizontally is incredible yeah. as you know well, instead of me looking in windows with mine, I might do <laughs> look along the beach. <laughs> Gary, stop that. <laughs> it's an interesting because you do get a good perspective um, with it. <laughs> I just wish they'd pull their curtains back. I just <laughs> You're an idiot. You do get a good perspective of uh, where channels and everything run at the mouths of creeks and along beaches and stuff. Yeah. And especially now, because there's no markers out the mouth of Dungeness. Yes. They've uh, washed away with a little bit of water, and they're not getting put back in. I know Nick DeMello... They're not getting not put back in? Not at the moment, till another channel. What, so do you, you're winging it? 
you're winging it at the moment. What if you're a tourist? You're winging it high tide, isn't it? So, yes. I know Nick cool. DeMeadow's been onto it that's, um, big that's time. That's a tricky one, Gaz. Um, when I was up there the other week, there was a guy just driving around in his government tinny with a float in it, like a big marker float in his tinny. So I don't know whether he was plonking it somewhere or what he was doing. But um, Interesting. But, yeah, it, it very. from what I understand and what I read is that they are waiting till another channel forms before they put these ones back out. And when I was there... The it has been moving a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so when I was there the, the other Friday, they were actually... The markers were actually up in the mangroves. The they original markers. They hadn't retrieved them yet. So, uh, so yeah, they've probably done it now. <laughs> yeah, don't go that way. <laughs> no, don't follow them. It's like your GPS. Don't follow your GPS if it points to a creek like a lot of people... Yes, Ashley. ...do. Um, but... A- Ash guided me right onto the sandbars the other day. And what did we have to do? Get out and push. We had to get out and push. We're very, very lucky. Ash is going, go left, go left. And I'm saying, are you sure? Because I've got this marked and it's saying go this way. Go left. So we went left. Should have gone right. Should have followed the marks you had. And very sheepishly, I'll I'll, I'll reenact Ash. Sorry, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Sorry, man. (laughs) So was it a hard push? Were you in your boat? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, obviously, you're in the bay somewhere that's yes. got you on a sandbar. You yes. Won't, you won't be the first person to be ever stuck on a no, sandbar. No, I don't want to do there, that again, you, especially you, early in the day, especially because we got a couple of fish and yep. they didn't want to. As it turned out, we'll talk. I want to hear about your trip and then we can talk about mine. So, you were up at Hinchinbrook? I went to Hinchinbrook. After the show, I uh, drove up to Chatter's Joint. Yes. Um it had, we'd had all that rain, and I thought, oh, this might not be all that good, but but um, it was not too bad. I was not too thinking, bad at all. Now, you launched at yeah. the Cardwell End. We launched at the Cardwell End because the tides were... Conducive? Yes, to come out of Cardwell. Right. But we didn't do a full day. Remember last week, Jackson won the prize, prize bag? Nighty was just uh, saying, yes, he agrees with the drone, the drone work. Yeah, the drone's awesome. On the beach, yep. Yeah. No, no, I've my little um, DJI Spark flies around nicely. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Jackson, I caught up with Jackson who won the prize bag. Yes. Because remember I said, Jack, Jackson said he lives up past Cardwell and then he said he's going to fish Missionary Bay on Saturday night. Um, I said, well, I'll catch up with you in Cardwell and I'll give you the prize bag. So I caught up with Jackson in Cardwell and off yes. he went to to um, Missionary Bay on for Saturday night. Oh, I came home early because it was raining, but he sent me a photo of their catcher. Got Barras, Grunner. Um, they had a great trip over to Missionary Bay. Yes, bait fishing. Yes. Anyway, we we uh, it rained most of Saturday night in Cardwell. Yeah. So we um, so we uh, put the boat in about seven o'clock. High tide was at um, six thirty. Yeah. So so we thought. Well, we'll go. Right. Flogging down. But it was a 1.4 low yeah. at 11.30 or 12. So if we came back at about 11, we would get back to the boat ramp. On a 1.4? Well, it, we came back an hour before the bottom of the tide. So we got in. It must have been just. Oh, yeah. It, it scrubbed in the little 4.2 um, Renegade. Yeah, it was It was just. That's abysmal. I know. It is. It's sad. So it anyway, sad. we didn't do a massive trip. Because it was a three-metre tide, we said, let's fish along 
the Cardwell Flats. Yes. Um, because I don't get up that in in the comp. I'm not my boat's not fast enough to beat everybody up there. Um, so we thought we'll give it a fish. We'll drift along there and and have a little fish. So we threw some soft plastics and some frogs and and all sorts of stuff in there and and got a couple of fish. Got good on you. Some cod, um, jacks. And but and you learn a lot too. I did, mate. It was uh, it was really really interesting. It was um, yeah, just drifting along. It was nice, peaceful. The, the wind was up a little bit, but then it just dropped out. It was just so nice. Yeah, hey, sounds just good. Cruising along, and there was. Um, three did or four. you sight any? No, I don't see a lot of fish like that. No, I, I don't sight where the water wasn't super super clear. Mm. And and we, oh, I forget, I forgot their names now. We seen a dad and his son who were staying at at Hinchinbrook. They've got a house there, and um, they were listening to the show and knew I was going up there for a fish. So morning to those lads. Oh, good they on them. Up on the flats too. They so. might have been the uh, the the same people with the with the hut right on the forefront. No, no, they've got one at Port Hinchinbrook. They were staying. They had a um a hornet type boat. Okay. So yeah, I had a little. We had a little bit of a chat, and the boys had listened to the show and knew we were going up there. Yep. And so yeah, it was it was really nice, and ended up um, with a fifty nine. Centimetre barrows, which yes, right. we, we. I started off throwing um, gold. Any, if it's legal, it's legal. Doesn't matter if it's fifty nine or eighty nine. But I, I started off throwing um, the gulp shrimps mm. and through the timber, but I, and I had them rigged weedless. Yeah, but the hookup rate was a bit was abysmal for that day. Rixie couldn't buy a bite on his on on the shrimp last week, oh. whereas you're getting eaten. Well, they were getting eaten, but I wasn't. But and decent fish, like we, we've caught enough to know what a decent fish feels mm-hmm. like on on it. Um, and then I thought, because we're fishing more open water, mm. I'm going to try one of the Berkeley um, Pro Shimmers. Shimmer, they're not Shimmer Shad. Shimmer Shad. We're going to throw the Shimmer Shad around because it's got a treble and a big hook on the top. Yep. So I'm out on the flats, not in amongst the roots by this time, and seen a little bit of movement here and there and threw that in and this thing ate it like ate Something it. about green in Hinchinbrook, man. There Chartreuse, green. It's a, it's a, to the point, and sorry to railroad you a bit there. No, no, steal my thunder. Um Lure makers call green Hinchinbrook green. Yes, it's so good. Yeah, I like it too. So I put the green one on, obviously, and it was a soft plastic. Did you go part. through our box? We got a few there. Yeah, I've got one for you. Good I lad. found one. It's a black one. Uh, I don't care. With an orange. Chip. I won't go back. Uh, it's seven dollars fifty for you. Okay. Anyway, um, I did something. I tried something which you know I hate. And everyone else know, that knows me knows I hate is slow rolling. Why? I, I don't know now. It is now. the way to get fish. I know. I know that now. I do know that now. And why, I had a, why would you never listen to me and then one person says you've got to do this and you do it? No. You arrogant, no, arrogant I little shit. I it. We caught nothing with you. Um, anyway, when I went with you, now we had a good day down the Horton, but we were hard bodying at Snags when me and you fished the Horton. Oh no, you've had a pretty serious dig there. Don't try and dig yourself <laughs> out. And stick it up your butt. So you know my patience level for slow rolling is near zero, mm-hmm. and I thought, dirty mm-hmm. water, I'm going to try it again and just persist. Patience, I said to Benny Weston. I said, it's patience, Benny. I just don't have it to be able to just cast that out 
and just slowly wind it back to me. But it was good. We put it's the anticipation. I love it. I can do that a million times and just wait for that single one. It makes oh, my we day. Had more than that. I caught a little. Yeah, ju- I know. But I caught a little soapy dew on it too. Yeah, it's um, pretty awesome. Beautiful little fish. Big orange belly on it. Gorgeous. Um, bit of purple sheen in the in the silver scales. Really, really nice fish. Excellent. Which we let go. So. Yeah. So yeah, mate. It was. Um, and and the, the thing again, about them shimmers is you can do it dead, dead slow. Yeah. Like. There's two things. When when the fish when when you're using a paddle tail, yep. a soft plastic. If you if you if they're only reacting to the slowest of slowest of slowest retrieves and the tail's not working, put one of them little spinners on your on your hook. Oh, and the little flasher. The flasher. Them. Yeah. The flasher does the job of the tail then, so you don't need the tail wobbling. It's doing enough of the work. And I yeah. fe- the only reason I picked that up, I think Serge might have mentioned that in one of his fishing videos or something. But you know, but I didn't. I didn't click onto that until I heard him say that, and he's spot on. He's exactly right. The tail's not moving, but the flash is doing its job. But you know the funny thing about those flashes? It's a bit of a craze at the moment, but you talk to Murray Cod fishermen or Rainbow or Brown Trout fishermen, mm-hmm. they have been using flashes like that for, sure. for 50 or 60 years. I've never put one on. No, I've got some. Uh, I've got some. But too, yeah, you look but at never put one you on. You look at that freshwater style of fishing down south. They have been using flashes like that, yeah, um, for sixty odd years. The other thing too, which is the the other thing, is now having the treble on the, uh, you know, like you buy the jig heads and it's got yeah. the second eyelet below the lead, yes. so you can put a, uh, yeah, and a treble. I very rarely miss a hookup with just the old school. Soft plastic shad. Like, I hook it up with a nitro or a TT, whatever you want to use, or a BKK, put it through the top. So that's one hook. Mm. That's it. My hookup rate is fantastic with it. Very rarely do I miss. But then now the fad is to put these trebles and everything on. For me, I find them a bit of a pain in the backside sometimes because a treble get, can get caught up and do this and do that. So, I don't uh, know. There's got Obviously, it's... It, it's an it's an insurance policy. Yeah, it's interesting because, um, like I said, you you look at one of the most popular cod lures over the years was a big aeroplane flashing spinner. Yes, and it's got no soft plastic. It's got no hard body timber lure. No, it's just two big blades that flash. Yeah, as it's getting pulled through the water. I love the sound of it. It's 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 pretty satisfying. I've got one, a brand new one at home that's never been in the water. Yeah, it's about forty years old. But but yeah, and now it's coming up. For barras, and they're getting the little flasher spinners. Um, you can buy them at Tackle World, or yeah. Look, we j- the the wheel is getting reinvented every day, yeah. and and lure makers and, and product developers and so forth have to make sure they don't keep running the risk of being a copycat. Because how many, how much more can we bring out? Yeah. How many more shad styles? How many more stick bait styles? How many more, you know, whatever styles we've run out. Yeah. We've run it, so now we're like, okay, let's add this to it. Let's add that to it. Let's do so. It's, you know, it's um, going to be ongoing. Yeah, many years ago, well, it wasn't that long ago. It's probably seven or eight years, nine years ago. I actually fished Morrissey's with spinner baits, smaller spinner baits. Yep. And the variety of fish you get with a small spinner bait 
compared to a hard body or a soft plastic. Out of control. Mate, we got jacks, archerfish, cod, brim, little barracuda, barras, um, just pulling. And that little spinnerbait mm. had obviously a flashing spinner on the top. Yep. And then just a little lead head with some dangly bits of lacquer band in different colours hanging off it. And worked a treat, just slow rolling that around, just winding it back as you do. There's nothing yeah. you can do with a spinnerbait that that is spectacular. So, yeah. so yeah, that flashy little um, spinner underneath your soft plastic now is um, yeah. working well, a bit of a treat. And you're right, because you go back 20 foot. Remember the, the, exactly what you're talking about, which had the spinner on it, the little bit of, um, what would you call it, feathers or streamers yep. or whatever off it and then there was a the long piece of metal that was normally about four or five centimeters long then under that was an actual soft plastic yeah yeah and the americans use that a lot you know a lot of the bass pro tournaments are won with that style um whereas we don't or we're just starting to incorporate that yeah and i think it's a confidence thing like for me throwing that around down the harbor for instance i have no confidence in no. that so i won't do it until I catch Until one. Until you go and go, shit. Shivers. Shivers, sorry, Shivers. Jose. That's okay. Jose, I've, I'm on the way, mate. Here, I'll push that jar over. Can you just put that coin <laughs> in it? You know, um, when I had the tackle store, what one of the most popular lures we used to sell for sooties and, and for the fresh water was a... Um, uh, they were the Celter style. Mm. And the Celter style was just a spinning blade with a treble at the yeah. back of it. Yep. And... Um, Shimano used to bring one out. I'm trying to think what it was called, but it used to have a like a sonic rattle in it. It was a metal body with the spinner on the front and just mm. a treble at the back. And um, just one of the most popular um, sooty lures yes. that we used to sell through the shop for everyone out west. The Vibrax or something like that, I think it was called. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. The Sonic Vi Vibrax or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And and that was and that once again goes back to that flash at the front. Mm. Um, it's just a blade spinning. So, so interesting lures. And yeah, and Very interesting. It, it is getting popular now. Um, that spinning blade under your weedless soft plastic or however you rig your, your soft plastic. So mm. And you can get them a, a few ways. You can get just the blade by itself, or you can buy rigged on the weedless hook with the blade already on it. So. Yeah. So interesting. I was um, someone put a post up the other day with the old um, the storm suspending um, plastic shads. Um, I love them. I got a stack of them, but I never put them on. Oh, the yeah. they had the hook out the. the they, they had the treble on the bottom and the hook, yeah, but yeah. but the hook on top was. Not worth a yep. pinch of, of salt. I'm trying to think what they were called. Yeah, uh, forget what they could. Not that I've got Georgian shad in my head now, no, and it's weren't. not them. Um, but fantastic lures. A little fat thing with yeah. a, and they weren't really meant as a as a, a slow roll. They were more of a meant of throwing it out and and jigging it. Yep. Just tapping it in front of it and and enticing the bite. Oh, actually, you've got me thinking now because they used they came with the yellow backing card in a little plastic bag stapled. They did, and they yeah, like they that. did. Or you could buy them. They they brought out a three pack. Yep, and the three three of them were on an oblique angle. Um, oblique, oblique. What's Do you that? like that? Oblique. It's it's an angle. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I wouldn't I expect you color. to uh, to <laughs> to not know it. How many degrees is an oblique angle? Uh, like Sorry, 45. Continue on. Are no, you? they are a beautiful lure, and they were like early, early, um, in that style of lure. They are storm suspending shad. Thank you, Reese. 
That's it. The storm suspending sheds. I've Reese got a stack got a hundred, of them, and they're good. And oh, Nighty sent uh, something through here. Um, I remember that too, Gary, with the spinners. Uh, put me onto a bloke. I used to use them as well, and the finger mark loved them. So them them um, style that you were talking about, the the old fingers. All right, mate. It's a Nighty will know the aeroplane spinners as well. They uh, yeah. they call it. They're so worth many a bit. Big cod. Yeah, they are worth 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah, now. yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, a lot of those spinner-type, southern-type lures, yeah, have had a flash or a... And I remember when we were kids and we used to fish for, for rainbow and brown trout um, every year, every Easter, every long weekend, every yeah. Christmas at Eucumbeen up in the Snowy Mountains with Dad. And if we were trolling, which we didn't do a lot of trolling, we did more, but used to buy what they called cowbells back in the day right to troll so so but obviously back then it was mono and what your cowbells were were about four or five different size spinning blades on a bit of wire right so what you used to do with your cowbells you'd get your mono and you'd tie that to the start of your cowbells and then there was a loop at the end of your cowbells. So you would tie another bit of mono onto that, say a metre long or metre and maybe not a metre and a half, but about a metre long. And on the back of that, you would either have your Wonder Wobbler or your Celter or whatever lure you've got. Yeah. And then troll that down the lake. So those cowbells would be spinning and just putting out a big flash, and then your little lure was at the back of it, and yep. bang, that's what the trout got. Well, there you go. And it kind of reminds me of it, because I was watching... I'm a, I'm a little bit hooked on I'm watching Bass Pro at the moment. Yeah. And I mainly watch it for, for their technology. I love... Uh, seeing what what sounders, what, what pages they run on their sounders, yeah. what gear they're using. And a lot of it we will never incorporate, like using straight-through fluorocarbon, for instance, and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, but what, on this one scene, this guy hooks up, it's a whooshka, and he gets this fish. Do you know what a Carolina rig is? Oh, there's so many different Okay, ones. so this one is a particular, um, it's it's one, it's a jig head, right, but then it's got like 10 solid oh, yes. pieces of, and then you I put have, 10 yeah. plastic. So it looks like, so, yeah, so it's these like 10. It's like a drogue. So, it is. So for our listeners, you've got a, one single jig head, then you've got 10 pieces of solid metal that you can spread out to whatever yeah. angle you want at different lengths. And then you at each of it's got a, a clip on the end of it, and then you put 10, 10 plastics. So effectively, it looks like a school of, yep. school of thing. Not allowed to use it in the tournaments. I, uh, Bass Pro will not allow that, and, and rightly so. Anyway, this guy hooks up, and it's the, the fish that he's caught has got a Carolina rig from a previous angler that got busted off hanging out of his mouth. Really? So this bass comes up with his, and there's like a Christmas tree of, of plastics hanging out of this poor bass's Did mouth. Did have to disqualify that fish? Was that in No, no, because it, it's all on camera. Yeah. It's all on film. So he picks it up, and he goes, you can clearly see this is my lure, and this had nothing to do with me. This was a – how that bass got around for goodness knows how long with that Carolina rig of all this, it would have been annoying. I think it ate that other lure and hoped that it was going to get pulled in and helped out. So it happened. And uh, uh, this particular one, and it's quite – I love it, this, this event, because um, – 
what if when you bring the bass on board, if the bass falls off the hook and hits the floor, you get a two minute penalty. Yeah, it's really really cool, and it's a it's a different point scoring system. It's done it like yeah. for for some of them for the bass to qualify, it's nothing goes in the live well. It's all done on pound straight away, and then it's the mass amount of pounds. So rather than keeping your bag of five yeah. and the biggest five, this one is. Is, um, so they weigh it so, and release it. So they away. weigh it and release it. So your weighmaster on board, each boat's got its own weighmaster. They put it on the electric scars. And, but uh, some of them, it needs to qualify, has to be over one pound. And so, and the next tournament has to be over two pound. But it's a really, really interesting way. It's a, it's a really exciting way. And when you you talk to um, like Kevin Van Dam and so forth, they love it. They love that format. They think it's a great style and, and, and enjoy it sometimes more than mucking around, um, yeah. putting your biggest fish in the live well and putting tags on them and all that sort of stuff. Because so, you sit in a boat being a waymaster for not a, in a million day years. Not, fish. not in a million And there was one where, because they don't hide anything. And one of them, I'm trying to think of a, it wasn't Kevin Van Dam, it was another one of the big, big names. Skeet Reese. Who? Skeet Reese. Skid. Skeet. Skeet Reese. Skeet Reese. Not an American name at all. But Skeet Reese is, a, is very, very big in the in the um, Bass Pro Tour. He is an arrogant piece of crap. Yeah. Because... Is he a big what, Yeah, because when he's doing well, it's all smiles. Yeah. It's all happy, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he's on the... He's got his waymaster on the boat. And what they do is they keep everyone up to date. They, they like um, Gary Powers, just got a 2.5 pound. He is now in third position. Because there's like eight or nine anglers, and to go through the next round, you've got to be in the top six. Yep. So it's very important that you're in the top six, and the boys want to know where they're sitting and so forth. So anyway, old Skeet, he's, he's, off, the, he's off the pace. <laughs> and... Um, and he catches this. He, he catches this little one, and so forth. And then, and he's in like seventh position. There's only like twenty minutes to go. And then his his waymaster goes. John Brown has just caught a two point three. He's now three pounds ahead of you, Skeet. And then Skeet turns around and goes, "Did that feel good saying that? <laughs> Did you get a kick out of that? No." <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. He got proper, proper angry. And so that was the first stage. That was the first stage. They have first stage, second stage, third stage. <laughs> stage two, <laughs> Skeet had a different waymaster. Oh, no. So either the waymaster gone, you know what? Stick it up your ass. Yeah, I would have too. Yeah, yeah. I would have too. I would, don't yeah. talk to me like that. Because he did wrong. nothing wrong. He was just, no, ha- just because he was having a bad, he, he, he thought it's okay to talk to people like crap. And, no, which was not a good look for him because the reason it turned out to be a really bad look is on that same tournament and people who know Bass Pro will know exactly what I'm talking about here the exact time day by third round he had gone from from seventh position to being out up to second fighting for first his whole demeanor was different he was laughing he was high-fiving he was all that and I'm thought you know what no too late too late yeah don't do that. Don't because, be fake. Because people are only going to remember what you were like when you were losing. And that that's the yeah, true judge of character. Yes, it is. Um, just got a message from I Chris I hope Skeet Wilcox. doesn't call me. We'll have a chat um, <laughs> with Chris Wilcox at 9 o'clock today, speaking of beach fishing for barras. He's been going all right, like he always does. In he the bloody season. does. The guy's a freak. He goes good. So Can't yeah. fight to save his life. Or do you want me to line yours up? 
No, thank you. <laughs> Let's go to a song <laughs> and an ad break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about your sandbar missions and fishing trips. Was that needed? Oh, not really, but I thought I'd tuck it in there. Got their but you, it you, is a deadly area over there, Marty. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of the conversation. Right. I'm, I'm done. Scratch off ticket, bought 
everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great. You'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Don't keep saying, one day I'm going to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Do it now. The gateway to Hinchinbrook Channel, the Great Barrier Reef and the Palm Island Group. The only self-contained, absolute waterfront accommodation with a private pontoon in Lucinda. Family owned and operated. Just bring your food, your beer and your fishing gear. Oh, and request a room that Gary and Marty haven't stayed in. If you're not on the waterfront, you may as well be at the back of Burke. Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Call 0477-999-900. Station sponsor. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sun Mob. They're top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai Sun's. Now that's a rap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com or call Kai at Kai Sun's on 0418 199 Station sponsor. Looking for the toughest products in town? Tackle World Townsville has the ultimate. Introducing Yeti, the toughest icebox around. So tough they are grizzly bear proof and hold ice for days. And the Yeti drinkware, it's the best on the market. If you're looking to enjoy the outdoors this summer, call ALEC. ALEC makes it easy with lithium packages to suit your boat, caravan or camping rig. Ensure faster charging, longer battery run times, solar charging and superior handling as lithium batteries are lighter than ever before. ALEC are your Red Arc specialists. State-of-the-art electric braking systems. Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville station sponsor. Get down to your favourite Lily White Hotel and enjoy a great feed and relaxed family atmosphere. Four convenient locations. The Bowley Barn Hotel, Bushland Beach Tavern, Hotel Stewart and Riverview Tavern. Locals looking after locals. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K 1G Fishing Show. Just checking the weather in the bay. It's 15 knots from the southeast in Cleveland Bay and Yongala is 16 knots east-southeasterly. So not much fun out there, Marty, if no, you are floating around the bay. not. Poor Lynn's yeah. walking around in the yard up to her knees. Warren's on the mower. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I put something on our page yesterday afternoon. When I was coming back on the ferry from the island yesterday, um, there was a, a big barge, crane barge, in the channel on the way out um of the harbour not right, right out in where we all boat past. yes that's been there for a while but they're putting a new pylon in there by the looks up against the rock wall so yeah just be a little bit careful if you're going in and out there they okay. had the um yellow markers to go round but interesting they're putting a uh, another channel marker almost up against the rock so okay so yeah so just be careful going in and out times there. are a, a changing mate 
They are, mate. A lot of work going on around that entrance to the port. Yes. Um, will be interesting when it's all done and dusted to see what uh, what it brings. Yeah, definitely. Um, in the way of fishing, pretty good, I reckon, because as you are well aware, the uh, the harbour is a a very good fishing area. I see. Um, definitely. And Terry, yes, I agree. I feel a bit of deja vu coming on also. And Loz was just saying before that um, the new phones, remember we are talking about the Zeros? They have a satellite SOS function in them. Now, we're getting the caller. I think someone might want to have a bit of a chat, mate. I'm going for it, Marty. Yep. Hang on. Hang in there. Hang in there. Don't hang up. I had to put my glasses on. It's going to be an on water or something of interest. Oh, my Lord, Gary. What is wrong with you? Keep keep ringing. After after the show, we're going to do some training. They hung up. Is it, is it an age thing? Oh, no, this time. You ready, Marty? Concentrate, buddy. Take your time. Morning fishing show. Hello, Gary. Woodsy from down south in Tasmania. Oh, <laughs> i seen you down in Tassie. Woodsy, how's it going? Oh, cold. Beautiful part of the world, though. Are you loving it? No. Oh, yeah, no. It's nice I'm down there, though. Going. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know they... The hills, in... not... Sorry? A lot of hills to drive up and down and a lot of corners. There is. You know they uh, invented the toothbrush in Tasmania? Uh-oh. Did they? Yeah, because anywhere else it would have been the teeth brush. <laughs> 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 Sorry, yeah, mate. I heard, I heard the New South Wales people invented the toilet seat and then the Tassies come along and cut all of it. <laughs> Oh, oh, please. No, which part of Tassie are you in at the moment? Um, down south on the Huon River. The, the old salmon Huon area, home of the salmon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, nice nice yep. part of the the world down that neck of the woods, isn't it? It's a beautiful type yeah, area. Yeah. Have you been yeah, to... Cle- having a, um, a six-pack fishing comp. Just take the mates, get together, everyone puts in a six-pack and the winner takes all. That's the way it should be, and I bet he shares with his mates at the end of the comp too. Yep. Have you yep. been to Queenstown yet? It's like landing on the moon. No, I, I used to years ago, but um, yep. no, not this trip so far. Yeah, no, it's a, a, an old mining town that has not many trees. You go from heaps of trees and and coverage to just about nothing. It's like the moon. Yeah, it's a moonscape, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. The football ground, the football ground there has actually got gravel. Yes, it has, mate. Yeah. Actually, uh actually walked around that when we were there many years ago. So it is a beautiful type area down Port Arthur and all through there, Hobart and Bishano and all those areas. It's lovely. Yep. Yeah, she's pretty dry down here at the moment. They could do with some rain. Yeah, when are you heading back to Guru? Oh, in about three or four months' time. Are you? That's a good trip. Hmm. Are you st- yeah, I'm semi-retired now, so... Um, Did you take the caravan with you down to uh, Tassie? Yep. It's a bit expensive yep. getting it over on the boat, isn't it? Oh, we got over and back for two and a half thousand. Oh, that's not so, too bad, but it's still fairly expensive, isn't it, really, to take yeah. a caravan to Tassie? Yeah, you, you're meant to be able to... I, I meant to compensate you so you can... Instead of driving there, yeah. know, building the bridge, but it's nowhere near it, but anyway. No, you're chasing a couple of numbers? No, I won't worry about that. Oh, too late, I've it's written them on. down. 13 oh, for you, Woodsy, 14 for Ange, or have you left Ange at Guru and gone by yourself? No, she's at the mother-in-law's at Longford. Oh, so you've um, dumped her off, good good thinking. Yeah, well, because we come down here so she can spend some time with her mother who's a bit over 80. 
Yep. Oh, yep. I can pack up my ute and repossess my boat off my daughter and um, go fishing when and wherever I want. So. Have you done much fishing while you've been down there? No, this is the first day. Ah, oh, good stuff. All right, yeah. you've got to let us know how you go next week. Give us a ring next week and let us know how you went. Yep, no worries then. Good All on right. you, Woodsy. See you later. Thanks, buddy. See you, buddy. There's a Woodsy down there in Tassie. Ah, oh, beautiful. Now, okay, so I've got an interesting one for you. Go for it. All right. Uh, the was just saying Woodsy's a nice bloke. He runs the um, runs the post office at Garoo. Oh, well, there you, I didn't know that. Postman Pat. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yep. I need to sneeze. Sneeze, Marty. Achoo. Bless you. Bless you. All right. Let me go here. Um, one, two. Okay. Let me have a little read of this. Now, this is from uh, Jay. Jay June. G'day boys, loving the show. First time listening live, but have listened to all of your recent podcasts. You're bloody awesome, Jay. A mate and I are heading to Lucinda early April, staying with the lovely M at the lodge. My mate and I normally fish Burktown. I know Lance from there too. He is a fishing weapon, and I was on the water the day he was talking about finding the ledge. Anyway, I have fished Hinchy once before with no luck. I feel I was trying to fish there the same way I fished Burktown. I've picked up a few tips for this trip, but I'm hoping maybe you could provide a couple of spots to ensure a couple of bites as we are taking the wives and kids this trip. Oh, unlucky, Joe. <laughs> we, we come home with all of these stories to tell them about our golf trip, so I'd hate to finally take them and not get anything. Cheers, boys. Love your work. And we love yours, Jay. Good on you, man. Um, yeah, Gaz, well... I think we've got heaps of tips and that we can provide. Where would you go? Like, um, obviously, see, that, that's the tricky thing about Hinchinbrook is it's it's in three sectors, isn't it? So you've got a far end, Carbwell yeah. end. Then you've got the middle where you'd launch from, say, Fishers. Yes. And then you've got the the southern end where you'd launch from Dungeness. Now, they're staying with, with, M. with M, so they'll be – and the safest option, without doubt, yes. I think is the Dungeness end. And so many people are always in a rush to shoot to the northern end, you know, and it, there's no ifs or buts. Like, if you've got the time, it's nice to go around the missionary and that because magic happens around there. It's it a really, beautiful really spot. Does. It's a long trip. But it is a long trip and so forth. But there is plenty – Plenty of fish to be had. For instance, right at the boat ramp I across. Was, I was just going to say, if the lads are bait or lure, um, and and we're not giving away secret spots because a lot uh -uh. of a lot of people go straight across from the boat ramp, in behind that mud bar, sit there, live baits in there. I sit there for a while. You sit there, but on if the it mud helps bar. when there's water. <laughs> yeah, that was Brad's fault. Um, so. So, yeah, anywhere across from the boat ramp, um, from that big sandbar, and work your way around to the corner with your live baits. Yeah. Um, even with your lures, if you want to throw some lures. Um, and then further up the creek at the junction. Definitely. Um, Jump on your maps, Jay. Like, one of my favourite yeah. systems is the Seymour. The Seymour is just, it's got so much going for it. Uh, it's got deep... Look, and like anywhere... Hinchinbrook is a real place where you can come unstuck quickly because of sandbars and so forth. Yes. So you have to have a little bit of nous about you. Do, do you know? Be careful where you're shooting, but it reveals all of her secrets on a proper low tide. Everything is exposed. It's the in betweens where you can get stuck. 
Yeah, it, there's just so many options, Omari, as you know, where there's the bluff or yeah. there's any of the creeks. And, and Got to look up Benji Flats because grunner. of all of the drains. If, if you don't... If you, don't want to smash yourself over barras. The grunner fishing is just so good with a bit of bait. Yeah. Cast nets and prawns and sit at a creek mouth or over at the bluff. Um, the grey nomads sit in that 30 or 40 foot of water just out from the bluff and get their grunner. So yeah. along so the jetty. Definitely, I'll be on your maps, I'll be looking at the bluff. I would be looking at Benjamin Flats. I'll be looking at the Seymour. You've got to go in the Sunday. Sunday Creek yep. is another one that's very, very worthwhile yep. looking at. Um, and, and and then everything else just opens up its doors, doesn't it? If the boys to- have fished, um, fished um, Burktown and those areas a fair bit, they'll know about um, fishing dirty water and stuff like that. And and as I've learnt over the and there's a there's a good point. Um, tell them to look up Queensland Globe to understand the sandbar location. Yeah, Queensland Globe's good. Yeah, good. definitely. Um, but as we found out, the only difference between Queensland Globe and and Google Earth, uh, Google Earth is um, Queensland Globe doesn't give you the names of the creeks. No. I, so you really to to go to um, Queensland Globe, it's it's good to already have an understanding of of where you are. One of the big differences between Queensland Globe and Google Earth, and obviously we all look at them regularly, is Google Earth will give you a range of satellite photos. Yes. Whereas um, Queensland Globe is uh, very close to just being a static one a few days old or so like that. So whether you get high tide or low tide in different areas um, is different. Whereas Google Earth, you can go right through the spectrum of... You can go 10 years back. Yeah. 15 years back of satellite photos. So we got a phone call, Marty? We do. And I was just looking, uh, Damo Martin was just saying, thanks for the shout-out, Gaz. We had a great weekend up at Hinchy. Glad you, glad that you um, somehow got another legal fish. Oh, is that Damo and his young Damo fella? and Lane. Yeah, so, uh, I couldn't. And sorry, Damo. Lane's holding a beautiful age. little GT. A great photo there, man. Good stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. great to have a chat with the guys. Morning fishing show. Morning, Gary. Uh, Gary, yes. Yes, who have I got? Greg. Is that you, Greg? Yes. Have you got hey. the flu? Oh, uh, not really. Got a bit of a sore throat. Oh, you've been hanging with Marty. Yeah. Hey, when, for the people going up to stay in the village of the fishing lodge that don't know the area, the first time I went up there was the same day, uh, Emma's dad gave me a heap of maps of the area with all fishing spots marked. I don't know whether they still do it. This is going back about six years or so. But it was very, very handy. They had Little oh. maps on A4 paper of different sections. Oh well, we'll ask him when we get her on the um, on the phone at quarter to nine. Yeah. They were very helpful. Good. That's all I needed to tell you. Well, they haven't shared them with us. <laughs> Probably only people they like. <laughs> Greg, oh. that is a very fair comment. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> That's that is that is mean, you two. So no, very interesting. We will. Too easy, eh? How are the tra- thanks, Greg? How are the train bridges fishing for you in all this rain, mate? I don't know. I walked from Matlow Parkway to Corona yesterday because of the amount of water around in the creek. The gullies were actually flying, and Margaret's Creek went over yesterday afternoon. They shut the track. So. Oh, oh wow, good stuff. All right, mate. Thanks heaps for that, Greg. No See you, buddy. See you, bud. Bye. 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 There's Greg Evans. There you go. M hands out, or Calvin hands out secret fishing spots. Yeah.
Nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah, look, Hinchy is uh, it's 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 a wealth of opportunities, and also, boys, go on the YouTube and just type in Fishing Hinchybrook Channel. You get some great ideas of, of that. A lot of them are only short sort of ones, but there's probably twenty or thirty YouTube vids. Vids, Gav. Oh, this heaps. And yeah. even if they don't give particular locations away, you get how to fish it because, and I don't know, like how you fish Burktown. Um, how it differs or so forth, but by watching these YouTube videos and just t- type in Fish and Hinchinbrook Channel, you'll get some great ideas. Yeah, flats, creek mounds, junctions. Yeah. Any of those type of things yeah. are, are still pretty good. You just, uh, but as, as you see, if you're bait fishermen, and you know who used to fish across from the boat ramp and be super, super successful out of it, was good old cast net maker and repairer Bluey Paul. I miss Bluey. I like Bluey. Yeah, he's Blue. a great bloke, ah. Bluey and Pauline. Um, and, yeah, Blue used to fish across from the boat ramp. Did and he really? send me photos of awesome barras he used to get when he moved up to Lucinda from Townsville. Make a decent net too, that boy. He did very well. He was our cast net repairer at, at uh, 7 to 7 and many other shops. I first met, first met him with Talgak. There was oh, a the fishing ta- the, the yeah. um, tag and release club. Yeah, fishing fishing club called Talgak. Um, that's got to be going back... 40, for, uh, 35 years ago, man? Yeah, they were, I think Terry Garlic was in that. I'm not sure whether McGeckin was in that. And in Yeah, the, maybe Terry. Back in the day. I can't remember. Of uh, Hans? Hans Proust. Hans Proust was in it. Um, I was in it for a little bit. I think uh, Bob Avery. Oh, jeez, mate. Bob Phil, Avery, because he come over it? from, no, 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 Phil was at the Army Club. Bob was with the Army Club, but I remember Bob Avery. Jeez, you're dragging him out now. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I actually, is Bob Avery still with I us? I couldn't honestly tell you. I haven't seen Bob for many years. But oh, he was a handy fisherman for his day. Back in the day when we were tagging the barras quite regularly and, and even the Ingham Rod and Reel Club was a t- used to have to tag your barras before you released them. Yeah. Did, did you have the little plastic gun? Yes, I did. With all the little tags and you used yep. to put it... Put it in there and um, tag your barra. And then they made it really, really hard by making tag and release so expensive. Once upon a time, the tags used to be, and we used to be subsidised them. Then someone in their great mind said, you know what, we can make some money out of these idiots tagging the fish. So they brought it in that, it started at five cents a tag. Then it went to 50 cents a tag. Then it went to a dollar something a tag. And then it just become, it's not worthwhile doing no more. So... And it, th- there was some great knowledge, some great research that come out of tagging what the barrows were doing, what the salmon were doing, what the and not only that, the angler got such a kick. Like I only had two, two or three of my fish recaptured, but I got such a buzz out of it. Yeah, same when you as get that. yeah, same as catching a barra with a, tag. Or, with a tag in it. It gives you such a buzz, and it just doesn't happen. And the research that we used to get from it, how far they travelled, what size that they grew, um, you know, and and barras, they're not lazy. They don't like. I had one that was caught in the harbour and it was recaptured in the harbour. Yes, yeah, and that I, was like yeah. four years later. But then I had one that was. That I tagged in the harbour and it was caught around the Bowley. And that's a fair haul from, so he's gone along the coast all the way around. And that was only like two years later. Um, The growth rate of the one that was in the harbour was a hell of a lot slower than the one that went around to the Bowley. So over the four years, he had only grown nearly eight centimetres, but he was already a biggish fish. 
yeah. when he was you know, 81? Um, well, we used to tag every Hinchinbrook catch and release yeah. and then mark it, obviously, on your chart. And it went to a, a, a guy in Queensland. Who used Bob's to do down it. south now, Naughty oh, was just saying. Yep. Used to go to a guy who um, who did all that work. And when, one year we asked for all the the information of where all the fishes were tagged throughout the Hinchbrook during right. 10 comps yeah. and had to pay for it and refused to pay for it and then stopped tagging because that's how this guy made his money. Took all the... He's government funded now. Right. So you did all the tagging, yes. sent all the details and then he would sell the information to whoever bought it. But government funded now, in nowadays. Nowadays. Yeah. yeah. You know, we tagged a Spanish mackerel at um, the Mac Patches, me and Aldina. Yeah. And it got caught at Fitzroy Island at Cairns. You're kidding. No. So that is it, awesome. So, yeah, they uh, there's a good old trip with the... And we tagged quite a few, and that was the only one that ever was returned. Well, they... Um they, and you were lucky with that because I, I remember a Sunfish article saying that they, they, they never, ever got Spaniard tags no, returned very rare. because the tags would fall out because they were so soft-skinned. So the, it just didn't hold up. There was no scales or such. You know when you push it into a barrel, it goes, yeah, and it clicks, clicks in, in. It's like it clicks in. With the Spaniard, it was just straight so in. It into a sponge. Yeah, yeah. I've never had a Marlin recapture on many of my tags has anyone yeah yeah they have i think parksy's mrs jan had one recaptured and it was in fiji or somewhere like that it was tagged here what? and was out at fiji when it was re recaptured the spaniard one would be really interesting because they say they travel the coastline from some from, from wa around here sometimes. well no they okay they from the tip to port stevens southern part of port stevens is the okay Greatry area of the East Coast Spanish mackerel. Then there's a golf breed of Spanish mackerel that technically don't mm -hmm. come around the top. They only stay in that northern section. And then WA have their strain oh. of Spanish mackerel. Well, there you go. I that's didn't why, know that. Yeah, that's why they did. That's why they did an East Coast Spanish mackerel assessment. Yep. And a golf Spanish mackerel assessment because they're two. Too different. Do the spotties and where, where do the do the doggies do the same? And couldn't the honestly tell you because we only did the Spaniard stuff in that. Because um, that, that would be interesting. And where do the greys go? Because they're Christmas here. Do, do, are people they catching greys? Well, they must go somewhere else. It's like marlin. Like the amount of tagging that gets done with marlin, and no one really knows when they get down south where they disappear to, because they go all the way down the coast feeding get down out off Port Stephens, down through Marimbula and just disappear. Wow, that's amazing. So, so it's an interesting thing, the tagging, but it's yeah. something, especially with your marlin, because once they get out into international waters, there are a lot of longliners out there. That, that aren't interested They're in your tag. They're not interested in a, a fish with a tag in it. They're just interested with the, with the um, fillet. So, yeah, so yeah it's, it's very unknown. Um, I was always... Um, keen on the tagging, and I still, I still am. I've still got my marlin tags and stuff like that. Other game fish. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Graham was just saying that he tagged. This will be for a barra that he tagged one um, in the Ross. Exactly one year later, it was caught by a pro um, at Cromedy. Oh, awesome! So Went from around. so from yeah. So and you don't often hear them going going no. from north to south. Normally, it's south to north but going from the ross to cromedy they can get two ways and and, right. and there's been others 
um, have done the same thing. On a good flood year, mm. they can go through Crocky over the Ames Flats and get into Cromedy that way. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, or that's a good shortcut. Yeah, so that's probably more likely how it happened. Definitely. Um, than going otherwise, out it's around going the around the Cape. Yeah. So when you get a good flood year, well, we all know that everyone sits at the Ames Flats catching barrows, so they're getting from Crocky to the Horton backwards and forwards. For sure. Is that? So what's the go with that Ames Road now? Is it legal? It's yeah, you can fish off it, but you can't park on it. You can't park on it, but they, so because I remember there was some conjecture about fishing off it, or was that just the locals getting their nose out of joint? Oh, I, I don't really know. It was the parking because it stages there, which I can't blame for that. Be Twenty or thirty cars just parked on the road, and yeah. And People who don't fish trying to get to Kungulla or to Ames. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not allowed to park along it, but I, I ha- have heard And if nothing. you go there, they please be careful of them stormwater drains. Yeah, if it's um, if it's flowing over, I don't think... There might be enough, but usually when it's just going over the road is the best time to fish that. I reckon they'd be getting close, Gary, yeah. especially after... This I, next del- deluge? But you know on big tides, if we get a 3.8 or a 3.6, the water comes still along there and um, yeah. you can still get mullet and live bait out of those little pools at those drains. You can, but yeah. with the rain and the tides that we've got coming, won't that act like a surge? Yeah, it, it will probably back up. But, but yeah, that's that's a pretty good highway um, in the wet season for barras. And yeah. Not just barras, all other species. And they're salties. Yeah, just swimming from crocky over to the Horton or the top end of yeah. Burrumbush or because they'll get into Burrumbush or they'll get into the top of, of the Horton that way. So. And what an amazing fish because any other time of the year you're going over a dead mudflat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and we're not talking 50 centimetre barrows, there's some horses that go up there, there's some, some fish really, really there. big fish. So, yeah, an interesting thing, um, whether not, and that we'll never know whether the 90s went out around the Cape or the 90s went across the mudflat. So. I, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah. But... You're exactly right. Like yes. at this time of year, this is what they would That's be what doing. They do, yes. Yep. So, so very, very and, interesting. And you see it like if you fish, um, like I've seen barrows in the territory on floodplains yep. going over a road. Yep. And there's only two inches, three inches of water on the road, and they're getting their way up and over. They're the same road. as the salmon and yeah, Kenner. And off they go. Should tags be free? Oh, of course they should. If Shouldn't they want they? the information, yes. Yeah. I mean, we, we've we've got drug bloody. Places everywhere yeah. they give needles for yes, free. Yes. Yet for our, they, they won't. They won't supply tags. It would make a huge difference. Yeah, it, the research we could get off that. Exactly what but they're doing. In saying that, and having sat through what I sat through for two years, so long as the research is used correctly. But it was getting used. People were excited by it. Yeah, but no. Yeah, we were using it correctly. Right. But the end user. Okay. So when it gets to the very end. Yeah. Of where, oh, let's have a little look at this. Because I brung that up in the working group and they'd never even looked at it. Yeah, I said, what has a shame. anyone looked at the Spanish mackerel tagging rates? Because every game fishing club in Queensland um, will have someone tagging Spanish mackerel. Has anyone looked? No. What so, a shame. That's so, so yes, sad. For us, Marty, it's awesome. Yeah. For the end user um, who wants that data for their purposes, probably yeah. not a good idea. But Does, uh, do, do the boys. Um, tag the fingerlings, the barras. Yeah. Um, some they do. So, like if they're releasing a lot, and I'm not sure how Reese does theirs. Yep. But um, a lot of them, if they're releasing a thousand barras, obviously they're not going to tag a thousand. So no. they, they selectively do. 10 but they wouldn't be able to put a tag into a 
five mil fingerling, so they must have only bit no, do it into the no, three hundred no, mil. It'd be a bit bigger, so yeah. But in saying that, the little gun, the, the tags on the little guns were very fine. They were, but who pays for the? So, Reese, let us know with the fish stocking. Um, who pays for the tags? Yeah, who pays for the tags? Does that come out of? Because you wouldn't bang a marlin tag into the back of a barra because it's like towing a goalpost around with them They're yeah for sure big, so yeah. But yeah it's an interesting thing and it's and there's a lot of guys still doing it yeah um i know um adam up there at the hinchinbrook sport fishing club the boys are just saying 100 percent the tag should be uh free um and let me uh, this is uh this is why so many people stopped and gary is right the tagging was on sold to the pros yes Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. So that's a very, very interesting thing. But, um, and Derice is just saying, unfortunately, they have to pay for them about a dollar twenty now. Um, which that, that's I can't f- understand that. And I, when, I'm not going to get political. No. But why, in God's name, would they charge the fish stocking society for tags? With the the wealth of knowledge we could get from that, imagine g- commonly knowing from our dam or is it, let's start, start them at Blacks yeah. to Gleasons to Aplands to out the soul of the Ross and to where they go from there. Yes, you know, sir. and we've had one or two tags or a few tags. I would I would think have been recaptured, but imagine if we could get that on a constant but basis. You know, even with the dam in a, a big rain event, Reese will probably correct me, but I'm pretty sure that if we had a, a reasonably big rain event, it's there's a possibility of a barra swimming from the dam into the Horton because the Horton comes in the very very top up the back there. Okay, yeah, and it does. So there's a possibility of barras getting into the Horton that way and then feeding their way down through the Horton. Yeah, we're we're talking the other week, Gary. Where you were saying from, it can lead out to from our dam to, to where was it? Was it Hinchinbrook Way or something? No, no, that was that was um, the um, Herbert and Burdekin feeding all the way out. That's from right. The back country. That's incredible. So the the, the what areas, a voyage. Yeah. So so yeah, there's a lot of water comes from Valley Lagoons way up the back there, all the way through there. Absolutely um, unbelievable. Eventually gets down into the Burdekin or gets down into the top end of the yep. Herbert and those areas. So. I, with the ones that I've caught, that never ever because I've I've been lucky enough to get a few, and it's really really important, guys and girls out there, if you get one, just take the time. Quite often that tag is mossed up. It's but it, you will always be able to get the number off it. Get, yeah. Give give the information back. Give yeah. that information back, especially if it's mossed up, because that means it's been there for a while. And it's not doing the fish any harm whatsoever, because I've kept fish with a tag in it um, that's been legal, and there's no infection. You see, you cut around, but the, the, the fish is fine. They don't get sick from it. No, it's it's uh, interesting. But, yeah, take all the details, even if you're not keeping that fish. Mm. Measure it. Uh, there's a phone number on it, usually yep. a 1300 number, and then just take all the details, the tag number, yep. um, and release it. And most of the time that tag's covered in slimy moss and you just exactly. rub it off. So, so yeah, it's, yeah, a, just it's rub one out. Yep. Just uh, away you go. Yeah. Time for a song and an ad break, Marty. And then we'll uh, have a chat with M up there at the Cinder Fishing Lodge yeah. and see where these free fishing maps are. Well, Greg Greg um, sent um, through Lucinda Fishing Maps, which I'll have a... Oh, look at that. So he's actually got Lucinda Fishing Maps as a, as a photo. Oh, yeah, how cool is that? How cool is that? Good stuff. Let's go to a song and an ad break. And when we come back, we'll talk to M up there at Lucinda Fishing Lodge. 
night I made up my mind Setting my alarm for 5.05 Coleman full of coffee Rods in the truck Time to knock off a little tackle box dust 30 minute drive and walk down a hill To a little piece of water where the world stands still And I still get hung up on that old tree Oh, that Texas ring you showed me Just what to say, and that's what brought me out here today. Instead of standing at your stone, I'm sitting on your rock, catching up with you at your fishing spot. Well, I know there's better places, and I got a nice boat at the house. We're floating out there, filling up a live well. Hey, what today's about? K1G. Cruising down the street in my Commodore. Streaming online at 4K1G.org. 4K1G 107.1 FM. 
Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great. You'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Don't keep saying, one day I'm going to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Do it now. The gateway to Hinchinbrook Channel, the Great Barrier Reef and the Palm Island Group. The only self-contained, absolute waterfront accommodation with a private pontoon in Lucinda. Family owned and operated. Just bring your food, your beer and your fishing gear. Oh, and request a room that Gary and Marty haven't stayed in. If you're not on the waterfront, you may as well be at the back of Burke. Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Call 0477 999900. Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. When someone was sharing intimate images without my permission and threatening me online, I didn't know what to do. One of my aunties told me about the online safety laws and helped me report the abuse to esafety.gov.au. The laws help to keep people safe from severe online abuse and help to remove dangerous online content. Go to esafety.gov.au to learn more or to report online abuse. Authorised by the Australian Government Canada. Get down Station to your favourite Lily White Hotel and enjoy a great feed and relaxed family atmosphere. Four convenient locations. The Bowley Barn Hotel, Bushland Beach Tavern, Hotel Stewart and Riverview Tavern. Locals looking after locals. Station sponsor. Which way you mop? The council elections are coming up soon. On Saturday 16th of March, your local vote matters. When you vote in your council election, you are having your say about who you want to represent you in your community. Remember to have your say. You need to be enrolled to vote. Enrolling is easy. Visit the ECQ website at ecq.qld.gov.au to find out how to enrol and to learn more about the council elections. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner of Queensland, Brisbane. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K 1G Fishing Show. Time to head up to Lucinda and have a chat with Em. Hang on, what have I done here? You there, Em? I am, I'm here. Oh, gotcha. I, d- I thought I'd botched it again. No, oh, that wouldn't be like you, guys. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, Em. How's your weather up there? Oh, it's a bit wet. Nice weather for ducks. Yeah, isn't it beautiful? But nice to see a bit of rain around. It is, yeah. We definitely need it. So, yeah, it is nice to see a bit of rain around. I'm not sure how much we've had. We've stopped counting. Yeah, no. It. Uh, I don't know how much we have here because when my fence blew over in the cyclone, so did my rain gauge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really need to know how much. I mean, you look outside and you see it's raining. So, yeah, we've had a bit. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a bit of puddles on the ground and uh, it's a bit squelchy. But, um, yeah, that's the wet season. <laughs> Oh, yes, it is. That's what we expect this time of year. But yeah. one good thing about it is the humidity and the heat has gone a little bit. It's um, Thank goodness. It's quite <laughs> nice. How would you yeah. know? You weren't even here. You've been down Brisbane seeing pink. <laughs> 
Yeah, we've been. I've been holidaying, having a child-free holiday, first one in eight years. It was fantastic. It went so fast. I was gone for five days. Felt like two. And uh, before I knew it, I was back in, back in reality. So, But, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. First <laughs> one in eight years. You send them off to school every day and say you've got six hours to yourself. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, then you've got to work. It doesn't count when you're working. <laughs> oh, please, Em. Yeah, I know. I'm hard done, boy. I know. Sounds like it. <laughs> so how's your week been? That You've been home from the concert? Yes. No, good. Very good. Um, like we said, a little bit wet. So, you know, it's a bit uh, bit hard to get out there when it's been raining. But, um, yeah, no, it's been a little bit quiet here at the lodge with because of the wa- the rain. You know, people don't really want to go out when it's absolutely bucketing. Although we definitely still do get the few keen people that go out, whether it's rain, hail, shine, whatever they go. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, no, it's definitely been a bit of a quieter week this week and getting back on top of jobs and uh, getting easing me back into it, so it's been good. (laughs) Well, Steve Jeston always says it's not battery acid, it's only rain. That's right, you won't melt. (laughs) Get a good raincoat. I've got a nice, bright, good raincoat, keeps the rain off, but, um, I mean, I do prefer not to go out when the rain's whipping you in the face, but, um, I mean, if you're out there and a nice shower comes down to cool you off, that's not the worst thing in the world. (laughs) No, it's not. It's, It's quite nice when you get a good shower, and the fish bite when there's rain, there's good good water everywhere good runoff so you can't complain with that and how is the lodge this week probably a little bit quiet with this rain so if anyone wants to come up Yes, yeah, so no, it is a little bit quieter. We did have um, some workers that had to pull the pin because it was too wet for the for their jobs. They couldn't get their trucks in. So I do have some availability um, for the from the cancellations if anyone is keen for a last-minute trip up for the weekend or even if you don't want to go fishing, you just want to chill out and play some cards and have a drink. We've got some nice waterfront rooms available um, for the weekend or even next week during the week. Yes. Um, so, yeah, give us a call for that. Oh, Marty could be in. Mm-hmm. He's, oh, he's on holiday. Yeah. I am on holidays. Oh, well, I've got some rooms, Marty, if you want to come up. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'm going to go home and talk to Beck about it this afternoon. Yeah, talk to the boss. Talk to the oh, boss. Well. Let me know what you want to do. No, no, we're keen. And, and you know what? Grandma's there to look after Jakey as well because Grandma's already Beautiful. said that she would take Jake to school. So you're going to dump Jakey on Mum? Yep, 100%. Your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> well, there you go. There's one room taken. Yep, beautiful. If he mentions <laughs> the fishing show, can how exciting! Last time Beck and I were there, we had such a good time. It was awesome. If he mentions the fishing show, can he get a discount? Uh, I'll, I'll think about it. Maybe an increase. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be lovely going up there for a fish. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come up and uh, the barras have been going off, so it's been a, it's been an awesome start to the barra season. I, like it's just been yeah, fantastic. So yeah, you have to bring the boss up, come for a fish, and um, yeah, see what you can get. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a ball. Yeah, if you want a few tips, just ask me. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> worst thing that ever happened. Him getting the legal fish. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a few pointers when you're up there, yeah. Marty. Just I yeah. thought you said you retired from barra fishing. <laughs> oh, I did. I did last year. I'm yeah. back. You're I'm back. back, baby. It's, it's back. He's back. It's the Johnny Farnham of barra fishing. Yeah, the voice tour. Yeah. I've got that one going. I'm retiring. So, no, it's been it's been good. But, yeah, it'd be lovely up there, Marty. You and Beck up there going yeah. for a little run and a little fish. I love it. So, yeah, yeah. it is a beautiful part of the world. Yes. It is nice. So, Em, how are we looking? Easter's coming up very quickly. I bet you're fully booked. 
No, I did have somebody cancel for Easter. They rang me uh, this week, so I do have a room available if anyone is keen for that one. It is a waterside apartment. <clears throat> it's got a king bed in the bedroom, two singles in the living area, fully self-contained, and you get one boat space on the pontoon. So if anyone is keen for that one, give us a bell. Um, it's just become available from yesterday, so it hasn't filled up yet. Um, but if you're keen for it, don't muck around, because that is the only one that we've got for yes. Easter. Yes. Um, so it's available from the Thursday to the Monday if anyone wants it. Yes, a very advisable if you're um, tying up to the pontoon this time of year just to keep your ear open for a little bit of a rainstorm because if you haven't got an yep. automatic bilge or a bilge pump, it can be a little bit tricky. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't definitely don't want a sinky boat on the pontoon. No, so, yeah, <laughs> just, um, just keep an ear out and just um, check that. we do have the good car park that you can pull your boat out and leave it on the, the trailer in the car park. So we've got the long car parks for the cars and trailers. Yes. Um, and it's right there. It's nice and enclosed. It's off the street parking um, and it's all under um, lights and cameras and stuff. And, you know, you can look out of your room and, and keep an eyeball on it and give it a cuddle if you want and whatever. So no, it's, <laughs> it's perfect. Nice perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Barbecues, kitchenettes, yep. everything you need. Yep. So uh, Marty do, will be yep. up there. Yeah, I'm coming. And anyone yep. else? who uh, is in need of a room for Easter, give him a ring yeah. because there is one available right now. Yeah, Hell, I'm f- um, taking, taking long to fill up because, um, yeah, it's Easter. Easter seems to book out even further in advance than Christmas. I think, you know, by the time Christmas is finished and then you're waiting for the next holidays to come around, like, everyone's so keen for Easter. So I feel like it just books, you know, it's such a good good break in the middle there to, you know, give, give you a relax from work. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Scotty from Crabbers on their way up in May, or his yeah. little crew. Yes, yeah, his crew will be up soon. Yeah, and it's coming around quick. The May May is such a great great month like we get so many people and lots of regulars that come up so they'll have a great time because all the people that are in in and the same time that they're in is just they're all fantastic people and the vibe down there is going to be beautiful like they'll be sitting around having drinks and swapping stories and it'll be really really it will be nice and the ingham rod and reel comps in may too so that's coming along really quick yes yeah yep you guys will be there yeah Yeah, the 30th anniversary of the of the comp i haven't spoken to skiff about it yet i might be running the ship here Marty might be here and just me and yeah. Kayleen up there fishing it. Yeah. Yep. 30 oh, years. got to keep it going, hey? Yes. <laughs> yep. 30 Th- years, gee. That's, that's, that's the only thing. time as I've been alive. <laughs> yep, that was yeah. the only thing I was I was worrying about. But I'm, I'm like, it's just it's just here. I blinked and all of a sudden it's going to be May. So well, I haven't with, really thought about with it. With my form lately, I'm one of the favourites now. <laughs> yeah, you're right up there. <laughs> Well, I mean, you did get that special <laughs> ring last time. Yeah, I could go for at least yeah. $3. He's using that thing as a chalk for his boat at home. <laughs> I yeah, I, uh, I could go as high as 5 bucks in the Calcutta this year. Yeah, you're the only oh, one that yeah. goes backwards. <laughs> yeah. It starts at 50 and you finish at 5 <laughs> Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, even though I do the Calcutta, anyone want to pay 50 for me? 45 40 30. Yeah. Oh, hey, anyone can win it, and you're as... Oh, mate, yes. In as big a chance as anyone. You never know these days. Yep. But, but yeah, Marty, I'm... the nicest thing I've ever heard you say about, Gav. Oh, I love him. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> I'll pay him later. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. All right, Em, how can anyone get hold of you if they uh, want to um, grab a room? 
Uh, you can give me a call, 0477 So we do have some availability this weekend um, or during the week. Um, there is one more room left for Easter. It's a self-contained waterside apartment facing the grass area. So if you're keen for that, give us a call, 0477 um, It's going to be here before you know it. So, it's yeah, it's, the, the year's just going so fast. It's crazy. It's super, super quick. And uh, yeah. how much are you going to sell Cal's secret fishing maps for? Yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon? I don't know. It depends, depends how good they are. <laughs> I think they're all lucky Neil spots by the looks of it. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate. Neil's just fallen off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> because re- because remember, your dad took me out to bag out trout spot yeah. number one. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and your dad, Juju, followed. Yeah. And we didn't yeah. even see a trout. <laughs> so, so make good toilet paper these maps. Good on, good on you, M. Oh, that's funny. Thanks, guys. <laughs> see you, mate. I'll see, I'll see you uh, towards the end of the week, M. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Let me know yeah when you want to come up, and I'll book something in for you. Can't wait. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll discuss this afternoon. Thanks, hon. Sounds good. Okay, I'll see you later, guys. You have a good one. Bye. Will do. Bye, mate. Bye-bye. There's M from Lucinda Fishing Lodge. How good's that? And Marty's going up there. I was hoping there would be a room. I I always get nervous to ring. Because I'm like, oh, I just don't know. But now that I know there's a room. There's a room. Get in there. Don't forget to give her a bell today and make sure you get it. Yeah, Um, I will. And and then you you and Beck can go. As soon as I get home. It'll it'll be good taking Beck. You need someone to cook. Um... Don't throw me under the bus like that. What's what you said off air? <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. Mate, it'll be really, Absolute it'll idiot. Be, uh, really nice. So just be careful of stuff floating up and down the channel after this rain. Most but, definitely. But it'll be really, really nice. Hey, um, so, so yeah, last week I went for a, a little fish and, and off the barrow side of things for a bit. And I've been hearing big reports like Reese Bullimore done the same. And he got some absolute monsters. His fish were bigger than mine. In ways of grunted, like the barras yes. are there, and we know that there's barras there. But um, I caught a heap of grunters, or Ash and I got a heap of grunters. We done really, really well, which is always welcome. Mate, how nice are they? Yeah, so where we were is um, we're on this mud flat. Obviously. And, and, yeah, <laughs> and we're sitting in around about that nine foot of water, yep. but then we're throwing up to, to two foot, one and a half to two foot of water, and th- that's where the barras were sitting up there. We could see yep. them up there and um so two things like when you hook up in that foot and a half of water, it's good fun whether it be grown or oh, barris yes. they go berserk they they yep. launch and do all sorts of things so that was the first thing and, and the second thing is the amount of grunners that were up there and and they're good size nice grunners size grunner. like, like ours were around that 55 perfect yeah yeah and, uh, reese's were 60s they were yeah. really really big fish reese and caught his on squid though didn't he on squid yeah, yeah, yeah. well <laughs> it, that's the funny thing. See, and I don't throw them around often. This was the second yeah. time I've ever thrown a, a gulp around a Berkeley yeah, gulp. And they were all over. First it. time was with Reese, and yeah. he um, spanked me. Um, so I thought I'm going to put this on, and then um, yeah, they were all over it. But then Reese went there the following day or days, and couldn't couldn't get a bite on it, and he got all his on on just uh, zero zero four oh four prawns. Yep. So. What's 0040? The, the, the colours. The colour. The colour. So, uh, which is the most natural looking prawn? 04, I think, or 004? I don't know. 007. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I think the point of it is how good the grunner fishery is at the moment. There's grunners everywhere and really, yes. really good size grunners. Really good reports of grunner. Yeah, and the grunner have become another finger mark as in, remember back in the 90s or whatever, it's, oh, summertime, let's go get finger mark. It's on. Yeah, uh, all summer. Yeah. Summer, summer, summer. But people didn't realise that they're there all winter. Barras are there all winter. Grunters are there all winter. Sure, there's... Premium bite times. I think a premium bite time for Grunner is, is right over Christmas, but there's plenty around now, and they are really, really good fun. Good fun to catch. They're a beautiful table fish. I would probably take a Grunner fillet over a Barra fillet, to be honest. It's a tricky one because I had both. Yeah. Right, we had we had a feed of the Grunner and the Barra that went over Mum and had a big family feast and so forth. And if they if the Barra come out of the creek. Nothing's competing with that grunner. You will t- chalk and cheese. But I think because the barras were oceanics, yep. um, they were they, they were just pr- as primo Amazing. as a, as a barra can get. How do you cook yours? Um, for, oh, it, like with a, a 60 centimetre barra, yep. I will leave just as it is. The whole barra, not fillet it. No, no, fillet oh, it, sorry, but I yeah. won't cut the fillets yep. in half. But if it's like a 75 or an 80 centimetre barra, them fillets are too fat Thick. for me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll cut, put the knife between it and have two thinner slices. Yeah. Then I just simply put it in flour, and then I, I like to use olive oil. Yes, we do but too. Yeah. yeah, definitely olive oil rather than the cheaper vegetable oil or something like that. And I've got nothing against them, but I think they just cook better with an olive. But now I add a dollop of butter with it, so I put butter with the oil, and it just not only does it colour the flour up a bit and give it that real sort of yep. uh, I don't know, hotel sort of grade look to it, but I, it, it gives it that sort of, can I say, nice. buttery taste. We've been flouring, putting flour on ours and putting in olive oil, but before that I was using the old panko crumbs. Yeah. With it, like flour, egg. And oh, I haven't done that, and I'm looking forward for, for a while because I used to love doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really nice, but I'm just at the moment leaning towards the the flour and just in in oil and just having that nice fillet it tends to be um i don't know just a little bit nicer trent palmer gave me the best one and that was just get a a a sheet of alfoil put it down put your fillet on the sheet of alpha and it's so simple right let's say it's a if it's a normal size barra 65 right so um if it's a 65 you preheat the oven to 220 and then knock it back fan force to 180 and you um and your barra goes in there for around between 19 and 20 minutes right if it's a bigger barra and the fillets are thicker then you look at 21 to 23 minutes so work on that sort of thing so you put the um barra down on the on the bed of alfoil and then you cut up your onions and then you put a little bit of lemon with it and then you put some orange over it now here's the hint the big one is garlic butter so then you put garlic butter and you have tomato, onion, and the orange. And the garlic butter and the tomato melt, obviously, in the oven yep. together and create the most beautiful sauce in the world. So oh, you put it down and you fold it up almost like you're putting the kebab into the oven. Yep. Fold it up like that. And then after 21 minutes, you pull it out. And I have mine with a big bed of mash. And when you unwrap the alfoil and let it out, all the juices from the garlic butter and the and the tomato and, and a bit of orange and lemon create this most beautiful sauce. And it is just so tasty. Mm, yum. Absolutely Making delicious. me hungry now. So so keep that one in mind. But apart from that, it's a, it's a real kiss method for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And, and it works. To test if mine's um, cooked right through, I've 
push the fork into the thickest Always. part. And then you'll feel it. Always. Resist if it's not cooked. So Yeah, yeah. And sometimes up. don't – it's not steak, so don't feel as though you can't flip it back and forwards ten yeah. times. It makes no difference to fish. Remembering we're not a la carte chefs. No, we're just – So cooked. we're just normal people. But for me, it doesn't toughen the fish up. It doesn't obscure the taste in any way whatsoever. So if it's if you feel that slightest little bit of torque when you're pushing that fork in, flip it over. Do it three Keep or four going. times. Good stuff. Let's go to a song and an ad break, and when we come back, we'll have Chris Wilcox on the phone just good. to see how the beaches have been fishing for It's him. a good show Pretty today, Gazza. We're covering some decent... Flying along, Marty. See, when you get fish, Cause... you help, because the whole time I've been sort of towing the line. See, considering we came here with nothing, we've turned it into a pretty good one. Do you like this little intro? I love the intro. There you go. saying one day 
today I'm going to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Do it now. The gateway to Henchenbrook Channel, the Great Barrier Reef and the Palm Island Group. The only self-contained absolute waterfront accommodation with a private pontoon in Lucinda. Family owned and operated. Just bring your food, your beer and your fishing gear. Oh, and request a room that Gary and Marty haven't stayed in. If you're not on the waterfront, you may as well be at the back of Burke. Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Call 0477-999-900. Station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Summer is coming. Is your car up to scratch or do you need to have your windows down? ALEC is offering free AC checks and quotes to make sure you're ready to handle this summer. If it's your car or your four-wheel drive, no job is too big or too small for ALEC. Search ALEC today and book your free aircon check today. Station sponsor. Every day's a good day. Stop wishing. Every day's a chance to drift away. Drift away. Every day's a good day for fishing. See you down a tackle world today. Station sponsor. Racing and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Which way you mop? The council elections are coming up soon. On Saturday 16th of March, your local vote matters. When you vote in your council election, you are having your say about who you want to represent you in your community. Remember to have your say. You need to be enrolled to vote. Enrolling is easy. Visit the ECQ website at ecq.qld.gov.au to find out how to enrol and to learn more about the council elections. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner of Queensland, Brisbane. Station sponsor. Get down to your favourite Lily White Hotel and enjoy a great feed and relaxed family atmosphere. Four convenient locations. The Bowley Barn Hotel, Bushland Beach Tavern, Hotel Stewart and Riverview Tavern. Locals looking after locals. Stay Sponsor. All my friends go fishing. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. We have one of our show favourites and our listeners' favourites on the phone, Marty, Chris Wilcox. Woo! How are you, Chris? Good morning, gentlemen, and Happy New Year. And to you, it's great to have you on. And before you go any further, I just want to say one of our listeners rang up, Al, and he was saying, for guys and girls out there, um, go and find macadamia oil. It is the bomb for cooking fish and chips and so forth. A bit hard to get, and it's expensive, but it's called macadamia oil, so keep that in mind. Yeah, well, right. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it is we perfect. Eat a little bit of fish. Yeah, yeah, I, you, yeah. I'm sure you do. <laughs> you caught a couple, mate. Yeah, mate, caught a, caught a lot of fish lately. Yeah. Hey, Marty was talking. Marty was talking about um, some good grunner in the bay. Um, what do you What are your thoughts there, mate? You spend a lot of time in the bay. What do you reckon? Cleveland Bay, Halifax Bay. Yeah. Um, so, so we haven't had a lot of good grunter seasons. I don't think exceptional since around about that 2013. Yep. I have a brag board at the beat at the fishing hut. So, 2013 was grunner, 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 and and prior to that, 
Um, but what I noticed, so the prawns are in at the moment. The prawns are in the mangroves. They're sort of everywhere in the bay. Yep. Um, last night I was over the bay and that in the rain, mad, I know. Yeah, anyway, keen, keen, mad keen. Um, the, the prawns were over the bay. And like, so if I'm heading out of a creek, which I head out of alligator, you just slow your sort of, slow your boat down a little bit and just create a little bit of a wake along the bank. Yep. And as the waves crash on the bank, you just see the prawns surfing out of it at the moment. Wow. So, so the reason the prawns are in the bay now, and I think previous, well, I know, previous years the prawns have been a bit tough. Yep. Because they don't like the flash flood. When we get heavy rain, bang comes out, it washes them out, and that's why you see those trawlers just outside the shipping channel and outside the weed beds that bit further out, Rattlesnake, Akron, Herald, you see them out there working. Okay. And that's because we've had the flash floods and it busts them out. But when we get this good steady rain, they can hold, and then they stay in those mangroves, Cleveland Bay, and they grow, and then eventually along this section we will get a flash flood, they get pushed out, and then you notice the trawlers come in a bit closer. That makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, so we haven't had this for a long time. So the reason why the Grunder are in is because they don't have to stay offshore because of the flash floods haven't pushed the prawns out. So they've got to come in and get them. And that's why they're in close at the moment because we're getting a lot of Grunder on the beaches. No, this is amazing. And, and speaking of that, you were out last night. What's the water clarity like for anyone who's thinking of shooting across to? Is it is it worthwhile or is it something you give a miss? What's your call? Look, mate, I've restricted back. I've been getting a lot of barra. Yeah. But I have restricted a little bit back to the live baiting in the last few weeks because um, of the water clarity. Yes. And not just that. After that bit of a cyclone pass, we got a lot of residual swell. And that just broke up the weed beds enough just to annoy us with a bit of weed in the bay. Like I've been throwing lures or vibes and you just get a little bit of weed every second cast. It's been a bit of a nuisance. Yes. Um, I'm going to so say... Saying that, yep. Sorry. No, you go. No, in saying that, there's just a lot of muck in the water. Yeah. Um, and I know it breaks a lot of people's heart. It breaks my heart. But many years ago, when we got our wet season, it was November, December. So by Feb 1... The waters were starting to clear up. It was nice and blue, and it was barren. You know, it was madness. We'd go out, and it was, you know, it was like Christmas Day for the little kids, for us guys. Yeah. Um, but now our wet season shifted a bit further. So for the water to clear up and get it to where we want it, I always, like my brother's coming up on holidays, oh, I'll be there Feb 1. I said, no, make it in March or April because that's when it clears up and we're ready to roll. Yep. Sort of thing. Is where now the good fishermen are still catching them, but it's it's just not as easy. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. And let me ask you a question. This is going to sound like a strange one, but we were over at the Crocky Ledges um, last week, and I've gone there a thousand times, as you know, and the ledges, you can't miss them on side ev- imaging. They stand out like the proverbial. But this last trip yep. that I went to after the cyclone, the ledges were really hard to find. Then big black patches on your side imaging, it's like they had limited. It's almost like the ledges had filled in or, or, or silt had filled it. I don't know. Have you found that or is that just me or what? Because the reason I say that is I went over to other places where there's ledges and they stood out like the proverbial. I could see it easily. But them 
but that that hundred meter stretch of the crocky ledges, it looked like something's changed there. I don't know. Mate, you will have a little bit of leaf mulch. You will have a little bit of um, silt there. Yep. But once these big tides and the, the spring tides come in, it'll clean out again. That's why I say February is a hard month for all of that. Yep. And um, I've ha- I've heard a lot of fellas. I sit down at smoke on blokes go, oh, barra season open. There's a lot of barra in the bar everywhere over the bay. A lot of what they're saying is just memory. Yes. But to break it down, I'll tell you now that Cleveland Bay is at half strength. It's not at its full strength. It will be if we get a flash flood, right. but it's not at full strength. Okay. I'll, do, you want, do you want me next to break that down for you? A hundred percent. Okay. So if we get a couple of flash floods over the next two to three weeks, what will happen is the weirs will stock the bay. And also, so the top of Crocky, the, the barras that stock that bay come from the Horton, Horseshoe Lagoon, all that Morrissey's area, and they come down through Ames and they, they drop into the top of Crocky. And then they work their way down through the holes and they seem to sit at those, where you just said, the ledges, because they fret. They're a freshwater fish. Mm-hmm. And they fret for a little while. So they'll sit there for a couple of months, which is easy pickings for us. Right. And we haven't had those flash floods yet, and we need those to restock that bay. Okay, this weekend, for instance, it does. It makes clear sense. Would this? Would this? Is this borderline flash flooding? Not enough. Not Not enough. Right. Are we going to get enough out of this? Have you had a look at the maps? Yeah, I've had a look at the maps. I'm not sure because, like, it's been up and down. They say 50 mil, 80 mil, 100 mil, or someone's going to get 200 mil, and we get 8 mil. So, yeah. No, I just. When I see it, I believe it. Yes. We need those weirs to bust over. And I will tell you, I have been up above the weir at Alligator. Mm -hmm. And the swamps up in there, they haven't dried the last few years. So 10 years, 12 years ago when we had the droughts, I'd go up there and, as I've said before on previous shows, you see 10 to 12,000 bar are dead. Pigs are eating them. And we haven't had that happen for a few years. So those swamps are chock-a-block full of barra. <laughs> Lily, beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. It's like a paradise up in that country, up above the weirs and crocky and that. Amazing, yep. So we need those to bust out. We need those walls to break, flash by, get them in that bay, and then then the bay will sustain that for a, a good three years. The okay. Population above. Yep. But I did see on Facebook a few of the fellas say that oh, the bay's off his head. No, it's not. It's half strength. We need that rain. Yeah, that for sure. Flood. For sure. Yep. No, no and that's Halifax fair enough. Bay. I'm finding Halifax Bay, because I've been fishing that a lot. I fished at Halifax Bay for two weeks over Christmas. Yes. And Halifax Bay's a little bit ahead for the Barra population than Cleveland Bay, because those creeks have all run. Black Rivers run. The swamps have overflowed up around some of those olera and insulator and that, the swamps have overflowed and brought those barras out. Yep. So, like, I've had a session the other morning, about 22 barra in the morning. That's a good and session, man. Between 59 centimetres to 60, 68, and I just think... They're all that size over there, aren't they? Yeah, because those creeks have had what we need. Yeah. Because, because that's so, such flat country over there... Mm-hmm. Um, it really doesn't need a hell of a lot of rain. Yes. A couple of hundred mil is where Cleveland Bay, like to get alligator to really flow over that we are, we need it to um, 
to really get some good rain, yeah. Righto. And I'm going to quiz you for a sec there. What what floats your boat? So you're going for a fish today. You're going to be live baiting. So first of all, what is your favourite bait? You throw the net and you get a particular bait that, that, that gets your motor running. What is it? Oh, this time of the year, mate, you want about that six and a half inch mullet. Six and a half inch mullet. Yep. That you go to, and what are you going? Are we are we setting up a paternoster? Are you doing a running sinker? You got a swivel involved? Features and and a lot of lot of mates have just changed to because I've showed them lately. I just use a dropper rig on the beach, so a running sinker, especially in this murky water. Okay. Mullet up about five hundred mil exactly. If you're throwing a two deadly or a if you're throwing say a a Z-Man jerk shad. Yep. and you, you're only going to get your hit when you lift that that lure or that vibe or yep. whatever about that 500 mil. And as it's starting to fall, that's when you get your hit. So you want the mullet in that exact zone, which is about 500 mil off the bottom. Gotcha. And are you using a de- decent size sinker then to, to make sure that the... Um, no, the, a four bean. A four bean. Okay. Yeah, because you want that to move along a little bit. Okay. That to just move a little bit, but and and if the wave there's a little bit of swell or something, it'll it'll just bob it around a little bit. So you don't want too much weight. Gotcha. And are you uh, putting the hook through the the the, um, the lip of the the mullet, or are you going through the backbone before it's dorsal? Over six and a half inches that you want that through the through the mouth. Right. Through the nose. Yep. But if they're a bit smaller in their potties, you want it just inside the tail, in the middle of the backbone. It gets a little bit knocked around in the surf. Gotcha. You don't want it behind that dorsal fin like you're saying because what happens if you put a bait behind you, uh, you put the hook in behind that dorsal fin, mm-hmm. the bait spins. Gotcha. It's, with the tide running, it'll spin and nothing will touch it. You need it to be as natural as possible, which is in the middle. Yeah of the backbone as closest to the tail as you possibly can get it. Right, I gotcha. And you're at Tackle World and you're about to buy your hooks. What are you, are you buying true turns, Carlies, wide gaps, suicides? 6-0 Carlies and 7-0 Carlies. 6 and 7 Carlies, yep. And I'm on my way to Tackle World now, actually. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a plug. And Good job. It's like we pre-rehearsed. <laughs> and, and one other thing, guys, with, so you wouldn't believe it. I fish for... As I was saying, I fished for three weeks solid over Christmas, right? And yep. I went to a couple of little creeks that I haven't been to for many, many years, 25, 26 years. And I, I was, so just that first initial week, I just threw lures, vibes, um, Z-mans, et cetera, et cetera, um, little paddle tails, um, some stuff that Ryan Tully gave me, I sort of, Give a bit of that stuff a go. Uh, young fella from Sticks and Wood gave me a couple of lures. Laser in, yep. Uh, wiggle, 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 wiggles. Wiggle, wiggles, yeah. yep. Yeah. Okay, so one thing I noticed over Christmas, and I've never seen this before, it was just pot luck. So the mullet on an outgoing tide, because we got the fresh in Halifax Bay earlier uh, around Christmas, we got a bit yep. of fresh, a bit of a run there. Yep. The mullet. We're, we're coming down the creek on the outgoing tides, say six-inch mullet. Now, they were, you'd see them go across the sandbar and swim, and as soon as they got into a bit of deeper water and they were going across the snags, they were floating on top of the water and not moving. You'd swear it was a little stick. Hmm. And it was yeah. the mullet. 
And then, uh, uh, like sitting there nice and quiet, and our electric motor just a plonker down. And then all of a sudden, bang, the barrels are <laughs> smacking them. So I'm like, right, boys, jig head off, get those plastics on, no weight. Yep. And I was throwing them on top of the water and letting them drift over the, these big underwater snags we found. And they were getting smashed. Ah. No action, nothing. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's and just... I would have never tried that unless I seen those mullets doing what they were doing. Yeah. This is for the lure blokes, you know, like everyone talks, you've got to get it in there, bang, 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 let it rest. I was just throwing them in there, letting it rest and letting it drift over with the tide. No action. Maybe the paddle tail just may be moving with the tide. Yeah. Because the mullet, their tail was just holding them square. You know, have you've seen yep. barrows do that? They just lay there and their tail just waves. Yes. Again. That's it. That's all I'm doing. I'm doing that for about two weeks. Hmm. That's amazing. But the barrows were smashing them right on the top of the water. So, so we just mimicked that, and oh my god, we had some fun. So, how good is that, man? This has been a fantastic segment. Even I think everyone's picked up something from it. So we really, really appreciate how, it. Uh, how's life up at Tamala treating you, mate? Mate, I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. I still have my hut at Cleveland Palms. Yep. Um, and I've rented that out, but uh, look, just to change. The kids have grown up, so they all grew up at Cle- they grew up at Cleveland Palms with their yeah. motorbikes and learned how to drive boats and catch barra and crabs. And so Cleveland Palms is one of the most beautiful places along the coastline, I believe. Yep. Um, and then now we're like sort of beachfront up at the beach. I just walk out in like uh, a few weeks ago. I walked out at three o'clock in the morning, looked out, dead glass. Went back in, had a coffee, said, Lacey, my daughter, get out of bed, let's go. We went out around the palms yep. and um, fished a few wonky holes that I've had for over 30 years, and we nailed a heap of, I just sent you a photo yes. this morning. Both got a heap of nine kilo nanogai. Oh, whatever. And, um, <laughs> mate, seriously, just, I went to a, play, a spot that I haven't been to for 30 years. And she's like, Dad, well, if you haven't been there for 30 years, it's probably not even there. I said, nothing changes, darling, from week to week, day to day, year to year, it doesn't change. Pulled up, first fish, she got a nine-kilo nine nanogai. Wow. That's I, amazing. I'm, I'm showing Marty the photo. No, they're beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, massive monsters. And I reckon that place hasn't been fished for 30 years because I used to just stagger around years ago. And um, actually, one of the blokes that used to be out in the country that I fished over the years, he used to call me on the two-way. His name, oh, what was his name? He used to have had a boat called the Bounty Hunter. He used to lease it. Calvin Tilly. Calvin yep. Tilly, yep. Yeah. And he used to fish the country I didn't. Bounty Hunter, that goes back, to now. That goes back a long way, long, long time yeah. ago, because he was then running uh, Sea Baby. Mm, well, the boat he was on back those days, I used to see him at night, because he'd say, what are you doing out here, you mad bugger? I said, same as you. <laughs> and um, I'd be out chasing wrecks and wonky holes and just deep shoals. I never fished the reef much. When I, I was only 17, 18 then. Amazing. And, um, and yeah, he had a, it, it was a game boat called the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember the Bounty and Hunter. He used to just chase the reds like reds, cobia, and then a guy that's what I used to chase them. Yep. So, yeah, no, that's. Um, and they're still there. Nothing's changed. And we, we would have got as many fish as, as whatever we wanted to catch, we caught and left. Um, and we never won shark. 
that means those areas aren't touched, you know. Yeah, not yeah, they're not, not used to boat noise. Was it? Were you bait? No. Did you bait fish them, Chris, or vibes, or what? How'd we, you? We bait fished, and then I had these little opti jigs. I, I just wanted to try, and oh yeah, love them. Yeah, you like them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just drop them down. Just give them a little bump and bang. <laughs> Actually, I had the rod in a holder a couple of times to help. I, I just helped my daughter, you know, get the um, fish off the. The hook, etc., etc., and they got smashed just hanging there. So, yeah, yep. yeah. Hey, uh, Chris, you're saying you did a night fish. When was that? Last night, night before in the rain. Last night we went over the bay. You got some uh, visitors in the middle of the night, didn't you? Yeah, we got a couple of barra. You wouldn't yep. believe this. A couple of barra, right? Um, we let. Oh, I would have let six, seven barra go. Yep. A nice finger mark. Oh, did you see the photo of the finger mark? Yes. Yep. Yep still in the SD now, I've got to fill it up when I get home. Anyway, um, we we let we kept we kept one one fish and I so young Josh Wilcox, my nephew, he come over in his boat, he's like, Uncle, I'll follow you. So yep, way we went. Yep. And he's a bit of a trickster, old Josh. He'll play a trick on you now and then. Yes. So on eleven o'clock last night I'm anchored over the bay and like so it's only one line per person over there, it's a yellow zone. Yes. So I was with Adrian Pascoe, and I said, Adrian, one line per person here, mate. Don't care what time of the night is, where it is. We do the right thing. Yep. We're sitting there. This is 11.30, and it's raining. <laughs> anyway, this boat comes flat at us, and he's yelling out, fishes, fishes, and he's got the blue lights on, and I thought it was Josh. Yes. Playing a trick on us, and I said, oh, just ignore him. As that's happened, a bar has smashed my line, so I'm on. Bar is jumping out of the water. <laughs> And he's coming in the wrong side, so I'm going, uh, I have to use the word dickhead, because I yelled out, get on the other side of the boat, you dickhead, me other line's there. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it was the fish yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that No, not yeah. a joke. I would not joke about this. Anyway, so I'm on with this barra, and then I, I, so they pulled up on the other side, they reversed back, come around the other side, Quickly jumped in my boat to see if I, what I was doing legal, you know, if there was yep. any illegal activity. And I, and I turned around and I said, what are you weirdos doing here? <laughs> and they said, it's the same thing you're doing here, you weirdo in the rain. <laughs> and oh, it was so funny. I can't but fathom they, that. They were pretty good. I couldn't, I've been fishing that bay, uh, well, I'm 54 now and I first went over there when I was 16 in my own boat. And I'll tell you what. I've never seen seen them over there at night time like that. Right. You don't see them in the bowlie on the 1st of February with 4 million boats in there, but at 11 o'clock at night on the pouring down rain at Cape, <laughs> they <laughs> turn up. I don't know what they were looking for. I said, he's on overtime. They said, no, we don't get overtime. But you know what? That's when they would catch the baddies. Well, we had our two lines out. We had the other two stowed, and we had our finger marks in uh, Esky, and I said, hey, just hang on, follow the sort this bar out, <laughs> and um, and they were fine. So That's amazing. Day, when, I was a, when I was a young fellow, I used to take the uh, barra season opening off, the week, and I used to take the close, the close, when it closed, I took that week off. Yeah. And so I got to know the fishers really well back in those days, and back in those days, the manager um, of the boating and fisheries was Ian Fricky. Yep. And um, and then young yeah, he's moved on now. 
Yeah, he's. I asked the guys last night, and, and they said he works for National Parks now or something. Yeah, we're good friends with his brother Ross. Oh no, nice. who's a, who's well, a fiery. So Ian had just come and check with me every day. How's the fishery? What's going on? And back them days, it would just be myself. Ryan Moody would be in the water. Probably Ray Hugh, but he might have just started in the later days chartering. And then there was. Um, Jeppo, Glenn Jepson. So yep. They were the charter guides in town back in them days. And um, I got to know the fisheries really well, so I, I did have a good chat with them the other night. Mm. But I said, what are you trying to find out here, mate, this time of the night? Like legal activity, nets, and, and that's exactly what they were doing. So I thought that was a good thing. Yeah, that's a yeah. great nets thing. In that bay, I want to know about it and I want them gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a brilliant thing. That's how they're going to do it. Because no one's going to bloody set a net at lunchtime on a Sunday. It's going no, to be no. pouring down they'll rain. Do they'll do it in the rain. And last that night, uh, I think it was a 2.8 at 8 o'clock last night, so that's perfect. Yep. Because um, mind you, the damage that a net can do in that bay, mm-hmm. or those bays, like so um, a mate of mine who's a pro fisherman, he used to net that bay back in the day. And his mm-hmm. brother would drop him off at inlet for two weeks on opening season, and he'd just net for two weeks. He'd live across that bay on the sand beaches. Yep. yep. And he would average one to one and a quarter ton a night of bar. So you know, you'd re- so I'd make sure I was out there for that first week. I'd I'd slay the fish, and then all of a sudden that that you'd just be getting your rats, you know. Yeah. Right. So no, I was pretty happy with the boys being there. I said, oh, Yeah, that's no, great. Well done. Yeah, yeah that yeah, is good. Yeah, that's what we All want. All right, buddy, we'll uh, we'll let you get back into it. We appreciate your time, as we always do. We're going to have to get you in the studio one day and have the full three hours with you. Right, I'll, I'll make some fresh scones and bring them in. Oh, you're on, mate. But not while I'm away. I've got to be back from country, holiday. They reckon? Pardon? They reckon I make the best scones in the country, eh? Well, no one's going to argue with yep. you, mate. Well, I'll get you in in the next couple of weeks while Gary's away, definitely, now that you've mentioned scones. <laughs> oh, we, we've got to have Gary there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And he's got he's into the barras now. Oh, yeah, you want a few chips? <laughs> yes, please. Jump, jump in with me for a day and we'll go and run vibes. And I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go up Halifax Bay. We'll run barras in the morning. Yes. As soon as they drop off, we'll run out the shoals and we'll nail finger mark on the same vibes. I'll right. be I'll be jumping on that boat we're if in, I was you guys. We're in this year. <laughs> no worries, Gen. Anytime, I? thanks for the call. Anytime, Chris. It's a pleasure having you on. Always uh, like you on here, mate. And like I said, we've got to get you in the studio for three hours one day to be great. <laughs> no worries, gentlemen. Have a good one. Thanks, See you, buddy. Chris. Bye. Bye, mate. Bye bye. Bye. There's Chris Wilcox. We don't want him to talk about fishing for three hours. We just want his scones now. Yeah, just his scones. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be good. No, he's, uh, the listeners... Um, You're a clever boy, I tell you. They they love his um, input into the show. He's very, very good. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, righto. Time for a song and an ad break. And when we come back, we'll talk to Gordo at Cleveland Bay. I found a uh, song for you, Marty. Oh, have you now? Yeah, you've been fishing with Jake. Recently, it's a song called Fishing with Dad. We've never played it before. You're not going to make me cry, I guess. Yep. So you just sit back, mate. What was the go of your last one? Because there was a couple of F bombs in it, my friend. It was a very quiet song with a few F bombs. (laughs) We didn't know. (laughs) This is nice, mate. The world's just F'd up, Gary. Fishing with Dad. We hit the clutch, sun, and throw it in gear. And check the boat in that rear view mirror. Bought some drinks and loaded our poles. We're headed down to the fishing hole And 
And I don't care if we ever come back That was fishing with Dad We liked to get there when that sun came up And we'd wave goodbye to that truck He'd look at me into just that tram we would laugh like we were best friends Oh, I still remember the fun I had When I was fishing with Dad Looking back now, all I've learned And all that two-stroke gas we burned and Yet I still remember Deadliest music seven days a week. Email at 4K1G. 4K1G is on Facebook and streaming beats at 4K1G.org. And also on the frequency of 107.1 FM. 4K1G, your deadly radio station. Kick off the new season at Harvey Norman. Catch the action on King Size LG 75 inch smart TV. Now 1795 save $200. Save over $100 on matching LG soundbar with wireless subwoofer. Now only 243. Keep the fans fed with the Breville Quick and Easy Pie Maker. Only $99. Serve half-time drinks from the LG Instaview French Door Fridge. Just 4496. Everything you need to enjoy the game. Now at Harvey Norman. Sponsor. If you're looking to enjoy the outdoors this summer, call ALEC. ALEC makes it easy with lithium packages to suit your boat, caravan or camping rig. Ensure faster charging, longer battery run times, solar charging and superior handling as lithium batteries are lighter than ever before. ALEC are your red arc specialists. State-of-the-art electric braking systems. Station Sponsor. 
Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. When someone was sharing intimate images without my permission and threatening me online, I didn't know what to do. One of my aunties told me about the online safety laws and helped me report the abuse to esafety.gov.au. The laws help to keep people safe from severe online abuse and help to remove dangerous online content. Go to esafety.gov.au to learn more or to report online abuse. Authorised by the Australian Government Which way Station you sponsor. The council elections are coming up soon. On Saturday 16th of March, your local vote matters. When you vote in your council election, you are having your say about who you want to represent you in your community. Remember to have your say. You need to be enrolled to vote. Enrolling is easy. Visit the ECQ website at ecq.qld.gov.au to find out how to enrol and to learn more about the council elections. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner of Queensland, Brisbane. Station sponsor. Get down to your favourite Lily White Hotel and enjoy a great feed and relaxed family atmosphere. Four convenient locations. The Bowley Barn Hotel, Bushland Beach Tavern, Hotel Stewart and Riverview Tavern. Locals looking after locals. Stay Sponsor. All my friends don't go fishing. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. It's that time of the morning when it's too wet to go fishing. Go down and see Gordo at Cleveland Bay Seafood. How are you, mate? Not bad, yourself? We're fantastic, hey, thank Oh, sorry, mate. Did I turn Marty off or on? No, you turn oh, me on. There, he's right. There we are. I've yeah. got him. He's going good, mate. How good? <laughs> how good's this little bit of rain and cool weather from what we've had over the last month? Oh, mate, it keeps everyone inside and dry. As long as you stay dry, it's all good. It is, mate. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's uh, quite yeah. nice. How uh, how have the boys been going out there getting waterlogged? Ah, uh, yes, they are. <laughs> good on them and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. it's a bit. A few of them are soaking a bit, but a few of them are loving it. Yeah, it's, only, it's at least it's not like down south. When it rains down south, it's freezing cold. When it rains up here, it's nice and warm still. Yeah, at least you've got a bit of warmth and all that. So. Yes. But, of course, with the rain, we'll get, we're getting a few muddies kicking around, so so they're all out and about. you got a few in the shop? Got a few in the shop, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, so... How much have we got them for today? Mate, we're doing $25 a mud crab or 5 for 100 Hey, Holy that's bloody dooly. cheap. That's cheaper than going crabbing. Far out. That is cheaper than going crabbing. It is, mate. You're not wrong there. By the time you put so, fuel in your boat, get your crab pot bait, put it in your car, go for a drive, spend the day crabbing. And expen- then the four hours cleaning your boat. Yeah. <laughs> go and yeah, see yeah. Gordo. Yeah, but you also got to remember, you, you've got the time away from your partner. So... <laughs> <laughs> mate, you can, <laughs> mate, you can do that, Gordo. When you buy the five crabs for a hundred bucks, just lock yourself in the shed. Just lock yourself in and just start chewing. Just eat. <laughs> yeah, just eat. <laughs> How are the prawns going, mate? <laughs> 
Give her one and you keep the rest. Oh, mate, you just throw a nipper out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say, it's out yeah. there. Go for it. <laughs> We're in so much trouble. <laughs> Kayleen's working, so I'm safe. One good thing about it, my wife won't hear me. <laughs> good so. stuff. Sorry, Beck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Beck's listening to, to Marty. She's at home. I'm just sending a message now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not affiliated well, with Gordon or Gary. <laughs> well, mine's, mine's taking the daughter around to touch a Taylor Swift, so it's awesome. Oh, that's right. Good You're boys. batching. Everyone's so we're batching, God. so it's all boys at home, so it's awesome. Oh, awesome. So it's easy just to take five crabs home, throw them in the middle of the table and say, go for it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, what else you got in the what else you got in the window there, Gordo? Mate, we got some beautiful fresh. Um, we got a bit of cooked banana, green bananas, of course. But we got that awesome wild barra that the boys have been catching around the place. Yes. So beautiful. You know, like a few of a few of them all been caught on. A few of the pros have been trying to catch them online, so they've been getting a few. Yes, that's good. So, yep. So yeah. Um, so, which is good value for everyone. Yeah. is uh, so, How's the oyster stocks from down south this time of year? Well, we're still on frozen oysters, and yep. they're probably about three weeks away before the fresh ones will start up again. Yep. They, they're just quite not right. Um, but, yeah, they reckon about two to three weeks. Ah, beautiful. Now, have you got any cuttlefish in the shop? No, I don't. Is that, What's happened there, mate? You know, you put me onto that. Years ago, and I think I've eaten the supply of cuttlefish out of Australia. Yeah, well, well, it's a lot of work to clean it and everything yep. like that, and there's not a lot of stock about. Ah, oh, right, like, yeah. Like, like the fishermen, you you either catch it or you don't. You yes. know what I mean? Ah, oh, right, they don't target um, them. But, oh, no, it's not a target species, yep. it's a bycatch. Ah, oh, right, yep, there you go. So, so it's one of those things, and, you know, when you try and work certain areas, you don't get them, yep. you know? So I'll have to yeah. come in during the week and I'll get some squid hoods off you and do my marinated squid hoods, so... Correct, yeah. It's, it's the same. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. still just as nice, mate. Yeah, we, mate, we were talking about cooking barra before and uh, we, me and Marty were both agreeing just a little bit of flour and a little bit of olive oil, but we've had a few people message in. Um, someone messaged in with macadamia oil to uh, cook your fish as well. What are you, uh, anything you like or you like it a la natural? Well, well, well you actually, olive oil is a salad dressing, not a cooking product. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, really? There you go. Right. Yep. So olive oil will actually burn at 140, 150 degrees. Yes, that's why that's my smoke why, alarm goes off. Yeah, and that's why you get a bit of taste. Oh, right, if yep. you use a ve- vegetable oil or grape, grape, I use a grapeseed oil or something like that, it's got a higher point. Yep. So, so when you do that, it actually cooks a lot better. So oh. when they say, like when the restaurants cook, a lot of them don't cook in olive oil. Well, there you go. So they'll use olive oil if you're going to do a slow cook, like yep. where you're not going to reach it past 160, yep. where, you know, you're going to cook it, braise it and yeah. all that. But if you're actually going to fry it and you want the heat to caramelise and all that, they actually use a vegetable oil or something like that. Oh, I'm going to try my vegetable oil now. You've said that. Yeah, sunflower uh, oil or yeah. canola, any, anything that's got a higher flash point. That that explains why I have to open the kitchen window to let the smoke out when yeah, I'm cooking. And that's what actually happens. It burns. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there we're on to so, it now. We, what we're going to do... And, sorry? But the one I'd really like cooking is I actually do a baked barramundi. 
Ah, yes. Continue so, on. So you get your green curry paste. Yep. That you buy at the supermarket. Add a little bit of oil, so you're wetting it down a little bit. Yep. You smear, you fill it over the top of on that. Bake it for a hundred. Bake it. Bake it at one eighty for twenty minutes. Yep. Right with the skin on it, and then serve it. Then serve it with some fresh uh, jasmine rice. And Oof. I also put a bit of Vietnamese uh, mint and coriander on top. Oh, with yum. With a bit of a few chillers. Oh, that's and, a... And a bit of lime juice. Oh, yum. Now I'm starving hungry after that. That sounds good, mate. There's so many ways. What we'll probably do over the uh, each time we have a chat, or maybe not each time, but every now and then, pick your brain for a recipe on whether it be prawns or crabs or oysters or fish or... Or whatever. Oh, not a problem. Yeah, we'll yeah, have yeah, yeah. we'll have a Gordo's Bake Off. Yeah, so as I said, that's a that's actually a Donna Hay recipe, and it's quite easy. No, and claim it, mate. Even, even my wife can cook it. <laughs> Terry's saying rice bran, and, and, and she yeah. burns boiled water. Oh, good on rice bran yeah, oil. Can, he likes. Now you know she's not listening, mate. Mate, you, if she can listen, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> hey, mate, what time are you open till today? No problem. Uh, I'm open until 3.30 today. And tomorrow? Okay, and 1.30 tomorrow. Good stuff. And you're next door to Tackle World on Ingham Road, so head down and see Gordo at Cleveland Bay Seafoods. Thanks heaps, buddy. All right, mate. See ya. I'm going to send your missus a copy of this show today. Good. <laughs> Good on you, mate. At all. I still bet you she can't hear it. <laughs> Good on you, Gordo. <laughs> <laughs> see ya, mate. Bye. Oh, he's a shocker, that bloke. Get down there. Five mud crabs for a hundred bucks. You better take a call too, because the phone's been ringing non-stop. Well, it must it's not, be people. My end's not ringing. Oh, okay. It's nearly time, Marty. Nearly yeah, yeah. Time to go. We uh, have got one ad break left, and then uh, it will be time to give some prizes away. We've got some great prizes today. Obviously, um, Gordo's fifty-dollar Cleveland Bay seafood voucher. $30 tavern meat voucher thanks to Mal, yep. the crepe man, and tavern meats, and our bag of goodies from Shimano Eagle Claw. Ooh, baby. Um, Rid insect repellent, a really good uh, Shimano bag. There we go, hey, Terry McGregor. He, he was um, just saying that rice bran oil. Rice? I haven't heard of that. No. So very, very interesting. Here we go, Marty. Morning fishing show. Good morning. Morning. Who've we got? Uh, Sam. Sam. Yeah. Are you chasing some numbers? Yes, please. Can I get one for Mark, Mason, and Jason? Where's Courtney? Courtney's not well today. Oh, no. COVID? No, just the flu. So mum's rung in today? Yes, mum's rung in. So we have Sam, Mason, Mark. Who was the fourth one there, please, Sam? Jason. Jason? Righto. You are 35, Mason 36, Mark is 37 and Jason's 38. Thank you very much. And how have you been? Oh, we're always fantastic. Thank you. Two blokes who don't drink and smoke are always good. Got nothing to look forward to in life, <laughs> but we're pretty good. Where's my rope? Jeez, oh, <laughs> that's not good. No, we're good. Uh, you... The boys were going to go up to Cardwell today to go for prawns, but um, that's not going to happen. Not in this weather. Is the, is the road closed? Or it was nearly closed last weekend when I went through. Wow. I had to drive yeah. through water. I was allowed to because they had the stop and go men letting well, you through. But, but 
No, they're just going to stay home now and mostly have a few beers. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Get them to do the housework while they're at it, Sam. Do them good. Now, now you're being funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have a nice weekend. You too, Darren. Thanks, Thanks Sam. See Bye. you, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. There we go. Sam, Sam the sounds gang. like a bit of a character. Yeah, well, Courtney comes in, so the Courtney's crook today. Yeah, yeah. Time to go to an ad break, Marty. Definitely. This- we had a couple of um, new listeners before, so they found it hard to find their number. So what's our number, Gazza? It's 47244824. Beautiful. So, uh, so, yeah, jump on the phones if you, uh, if you want a number. There you go, Marty. Yeah. Straight and away. if you're having a bit of a struggle... Is a lifeline one three a double one one four. So, Good man, uh, Gary. so yeah, just um, just uh, take care of yourself. And if you need someone around you, just ring someone important and get them around to say good day and make a coffee for you or a tea. Let's 100%, go. Percent, mate. Let's go to a, a ad break. I was gonna. I haven't even lined up a song. How about haven't you? No, no. Well, why don't you do that and take and I'll take a call. What do you? Just put it through. Oh, you want to go to air? Yeah, and you find yourself a song. All right. Go, Marty. Good morning, fishing. Oh, they hung up on me, Marty. Did they hang, hang up or did you muck up again? Because Try, uh, uh, try now. Good morning, fishing show. Oh, oh here we go. How bad oh, is this? amateur hour. How bad is this phone system? <laughs> Good morning, fishing show. Hey, here you go. I'd like to get a number, please. Oh, you most certainly can. Who have I got this morning, buddy? you got Alex. Hi, Alex. How's your day started? Very wet, isn't it? It is very wet. Are you going out in the boat at all, or is she staying in the shed this weekend? Uh, in the shed until tomorrow. If it's any good, we're going to go chase a few crabs. Oh, why not? What system are you thinking about going? Uh, probably the Bowley. Just yeah. that uh, be a mate's boat and it's closer. Yeah, yeah. And there's still plenty of crabs and bar and everything in that system. What's your favourite bait, Alex? Uh, probably live mullet. Yep, yep, fair enough. What yeah. about for crabs? Um, what are you What are you putting in the pots? Oh, uh, just just mullet, maybe some chicken frames. Yeah, fair I enough. Don't really get into that weird stuff. Yeah, no, no. It, hey, if it ain't broke, keep using it. That's all right. All right, buddy, we're gonna leave you with it. Your number eighty small, eight, eighty small, eighty four. Eighty four. No worries. Good on you, mate. See ya. Uh, bye. Bye. Eighty small. Eighty small. It's time. <laughs> time we weren't here let's I, I, I called jennifer kennifer before <laughs> because her hubby's, hubby's kev yes and she's jennifer so i'm like kennifer just I don't as know. you do as you do put some music on let's take some calls here we go mate favorite one of the all-time classics the lead singer passed away in 1980 on the 19th of february so not long ago <laughs> God, don't try and be Molly Meldrum. That's me. I'll do that. Bit of Bond Scott. Do yourself a favour. Don't.
everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great. You'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Don't keep saying, one day I'm going to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Do it now. The gateway to Hinchinbrook Channel, the Great Barrier Reef and the Palm Island Group. The only self-contained, absolute waterfront accommodation with a private pontoon in Lucinda. Family owned and operated. Just bring your food, your beer and your fishing gear. Oh, and request a room that Gary and Marty haven't stayed in. If you're not on the waterfront, you may as well be at the back of Burke. Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Call 0477 900 station sponsor. Racing and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sun Mob. They are top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai Science. Now that's a rap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com. Or call Kai at Kai Signs on 0418-199-667. Station sponsor. I'm always in the mood for a great feed from Cleveland Bay Seafood. When it comes to the freshest seafood in North Queensland, it can't be denied. Cleveland Bay Seafood comes straight from the trawler and local fishermen to your plate. Our locally caught fish and seafood is all Australian, no imports here. This is why most Townsville restaurants source their seafood from us. So if you want the freshest and the best, think Cleveland Bay Seafood. And yes, we are a Townsville owned and operated business. Head to 305 Ingham Road, Garbutt, and you'll see why everyone loves Cleveland Bay Seafood Station Sponsor. Every day's a good day. Stop wishing. Every day's a chance to drift away. Drift away. Every day's a good day for fishing. See you down a tackle world today. Station Sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the NQ Fishing Show. Nearly time, Marty. We've got five, four and a half minutes left. So what are you up to today, this weekend, mate? You're going to throw the boat in? Yes. You're going down the harbour? Yeah. Everyone, I've Marty just got will put be down the tonight. Couple of numbers in from this ad break. See him. I'll add that in. Yeah, I'll go down. There. Oh, I don't think there'll be many down there tonight. Hopefully it's not raining for you and not too windy. You know where you should have a little look? Right, that's them then. Is where? Those rocks that are right at the entrance where they pulled the, the fueling wharf, the fueling rock wall and have left It those. depends. You're exactly right. You, Yeah, but... Hey, just they, Every time I go past them in the ferry, I go, they're still there. The, yeah, but with that big chunk of wall, it is a pain in the backside now. The wind? Yeah, that them waves, them rollers come right down there now. Yes. And it's... um. Uh, it's just pain. I know pain. opening up, and that what you've got to watch is not so much with the big trailers because they're so far sunk in, but with yeah. trailers like yours and mine, we've that bit of a surge that goes in and out now is a pain. It's a pain because when I drive my boat up, all of a sudden there's no water. 
<laughs> wait for the water to come it's up. It's a bit of a pain. And the old prop goes, dunk, dunk, dunk. Wait, do you want... Oh, they've hung up. I was going to take that phone call I was getting then. Yeah. Um, morning to Baz up there in Cairns, tuning into the show. Everyone up there in Cairns, if you're um, chasing a boat or anything and you live in Cairns, go and see the lads. Good on at, you, Baz. Lads at Bill's Marine. Yeah. And get, see what the boys and girls have there for you to go fishing in. So, so yeah, good to ha- have a chat with Baz. He's not from Bill's Marine. He just rang him for a number. So. Oh, I've got a text message there. Yep. Is it a good one? No, I need to put in another number. Oh, who's that? Sammy, and oh. Sam, you are 80. Number 80. No, 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 no. I've got the wrong bloody oh, one there. get the... 68. 68, sorry. 68. Sam, 68. Someone who's number 80 just went, huh? No, That's 68. I don't even know. Yeah, it should be nice for you tonight. I hope that rain clears up and the wind's right down. You have a really cracker of a night there. Righto, Marty. Well, let, let me put 68 put that in. the barrel. What are we giving away first? Mate, let's give away the um, the tavern meats. Thirty dollar tavern meat voucher, thanks to Mal the Crate Man and the gang at Tavern Meats. Beautiful. Imagine going to get thirty bucks worth of meat today. Bloody oath. And uh, going for it. Number hundred and eight. Way up there today. Top of the tree, nearly. No, no, we're near the top of the tree. I know. Hundred and eight. Scott. Scott. Jump on the phone, Scott. You've just won yourself a $30 tavern meat voucher. Now he's won that. It's gone from Scott No Friends to Scott's Got Heaps Friends. Now he's got... <laughs> now he's got You're the, an idiot. Now he's got the voucher. Jump on the phone, Scott. What number? Uh, 108. 108, Scott. Jump on the phone. You have won yourself this $30 tavern meat we voucher. We will be redrawing. Oh! Who says we're redrawing? I suppose you're the boss. You're the console, man. Oh, oh. Gary, holy hell. Morning fishing show. Hey, boys, how you going? Mm. Good, Good buddy. You've, you've won yourself $30 tavern meat voucher. How are you? Thank you. That's right. That'll be at Tackle World on Ingham Road for you to pick up uh, whenever you're floating by some stage after lunch or mu- tomorrow or Monday. No worries. Got to head that way after lunch, so I'll swing by. Good on you, Scott. Alright, thanks guys. Thanks, buddy. See you. Thanks, mate. buddy. Bye. 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 There we go. Scott's picked up. Beautiful. What are you giving away now, Marty? Mate, let's go with the Shimano bag. The Shimano bag. Thanks to the gang down at Shimano. They've sent us a heap of stubby holders, hats, buffs, stickers, all sorts of stuff up. So we'll give them away over the coming weeks. And don't forget all our other awesome sponsors: Berkeley, um, Samaki, Taxbo, Yuzuri. I can hardly Red. read that. Hooker, hooked apparel, crabber. 89. Is. 89. we got to do mark these balls. Yeah, do you want me to do yours while I'm at it? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to get a fine line. I don't think I can write that small. Rachel. <laughs> Jump on. Do you know how old I am? <laughs> you could put a full-size Nico on them things at the moment, buddy. Oh, my crap. <laughs> 89. <laughs> Morning fishing show. <laughs> hello? Rachel, hello? Yes, hello? Is that you, Rachel? 
yes. You have won yourself this awesome Shimano bag with hat, stubby holder, buff, some red in, some red mozzie claws in there, some eagle claw hooks, some BCT lures, a Nico pen, a very, f- a Nico pen, a very, a very <laughs> fine, the numbers clearer, a very yeah. fine line art pen. But I have, <laughs> I don't, I've never written on tiny objects before, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> oh, sounds good. <laughs> it does sound good. Hey, can I just give a shout-out? We're heading out to the new Blue Water Diner to check them out this morning. So we've just um, given a bit of a yell. They've just opened up. Yeah, awesome. Is, is that just over the bridge on the right if you're coming from town? Yeah, sure is. Oh, anyone heading out to Blue Water, duck in there, and Rach will give us a food report next weekend. Good. Hey, Rach, that bag, the Shimano bag, will be at Tackle World for you. Probably, if you're going out to Blue Water, probably um, tomorrow or late this afternoon or whatever suits you guys. No worries. Thanks, hey. Have a good weekend. You, you too. too. I'll get you Nico good ready. Morning. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> Rach. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, <laughs> you're going to get us taken off there. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, Marty. $50. <laughs> Cleveland-based seafood voucher, thanks to Gordo and the gang. And while you're at Gordo's... Let's get one of your smaller numbers. Let's get... Uh, you can get your fishing gear from Tackle World right next door nope. to Gordo. Another big number. 112. Yeah. Right up there. What was this one for? The prawns. Yes, $50 Cleveland-based seafood voucher. Where are Peter. Peter as a P-E-T-E-R. Yep, pumpkin eater. Number 112. Jump on the phones, Peter. You've won yourself... $50 worth of Cleveland Bay lovely seafood. And I had some beautiful mixed prawns from there last week to take away up to Cardwell. Yes. And uh, had a, a lovely feed of mixed prawns from Gordo. So, And don't forget, at the moment, Gordo's got five mud crabs for 100 bucks. What the hell? So how cheap is that? How cheap is that? 112 Jump on the... F- oh, there he is. This will be Pete. I wonder if it's Pete from Cranbrook. I think so. Oh, hang on, Pete. Oh, my Lord, what the Morning hell? fishing show. Good morning, it's Peter from Cranbrook. G'day, Pete from Cranbrook. You have just picked yourself up $50 worth of seafood thanks to Cleveland Bay Seafood on Ingham Road next door right. to Tackle World. Thank you very much to everybody. That's Our right. pleasure. Mate, you'll be able to feed half a Cranbrook with 50 bucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Hey, mate, that'll be at Cleveland Bay Seafood to pick up um, after 12 today. Okay, It'll be a bit later because I'm going to keep Gaz oh. back here for some phone answering training. No, I've, it will be a little bit later because I've got to teach Marty how to put the podcast. He's getting better because while I'm away, he's got to do it all by himself. Okay. Good on you, you Pete. Thank you very much, guys. No See problem, buddy. Mate. Bye-bye. There's Bye. Pete from Cranbrook. Good on him. That's uh, that's us, Marty, like usual. We're over time, but it's Nothing wrong good. with that. Um, thank you, Marty. Gaz, thank you. Awesome I've enjoyed show. that. Thanks, everyone, who's tuned in. And thanks to all the people, I hope you enjoyed it, that are all over Australia that tune in and all over the world, all over uh, England and America and Japan. Just list goes Scandinavia. On. They do. United Arab Emirates. Marty, you have a nice weekend. Everybody, like we always say, with this weather, um, just be careful. Be safe on the roads. Mm-hmm. Um, be safe on the water if you go out. Um, remember, if you're not going out, just check those EPIRBs and flares out. Yep. Um, it's a good time just to jump in the boat and check that out. Check your life jackets. As um, Chris from the Water Police said the other week, just make sure you've got the compliant um, life jackets. 
Um, but a good time to check it all. So be safe on the water. Uh, be safe on yep. the roads. We hope to have you all back next week. Marty, you have a nice weekend. Have a you nice too, weekend, buddy. everyone. Catch you all. Bye for now.